Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, May 22nd, 2023. This sports program starts all right now. Sports are hot in the streets of this beautiful month of May, where it does feel as if the weather is turning all over the United States. Congrats to all of us getting a chance to enjoy the sun. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The sun. Been beautiful. Hell yeah. Love it. Some places, I think, always have the sun. There's a sunshine state. There's obviously a lot of other spots that uh, are warm. Mm-hmm. Midwest, it's not like that. No, 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 no. Midwest, there's times of the year where we don't have any sun. No, no, no. All we have is gray skies. And you think to yourself, how do I continue to be motivated with how shitty it is outside? Yeah. It actually has a direct effect on people's moods. Well, let those moods know that the sun has come out to say hello officially for the 2023 year, it looks like we are in a beautiful time to be alive, let alone with the weather and sports. We got the NBA about to have something happen that they could have never expected. No, they didn't. It is currently 3-0-3-0 in both conference finals. And on the receiving ends of the O's in the 3-0 record are the big teams that the NBA certainly would want to go. The teams with a storied franchise in generations and generations of fans and championships Mm -hmm. in big-time ratings, no matter what they're doing. Instead, the Celtics down 3-0 to this Miami Heat team who's filled with a bunch of uh, dogs who have taken everybody by storm. What is this team? What is that? Well, they got Jimmy Butler, and they got a group that has four undrafted players. Yeah. Playing actual meaningful minutes oh, yeah. and only three lottery picks playing meaningful minutes. This is a team. This is chemistry. This is a championship locker room yeah. coming together at the right time with obviously Spolstra, who has been coaching forever in the NBA, it seems like, with a lot of success. Congrats to them. And on the other side, holy shit, don't look now. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are about to get swept potentially Great. by the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. Oh, Unreal. Yep. Congratulations to Car- Carmelo Anthony on his retirement. Yes, Melo. Hey, Melo. Shout, shout out to the Nugs for sure. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Joker being the most talented basketball player on earth. And us all getting a chance to enjoy watching him play basketball. Now, we didn't know that he existed for most, most of the year. Even though he had won back-to-back MVPs, mm-hmm. us football sports stooges mm-hmm. didn't really glance over at the Denver Nuggets. No. Offense, uh, Denver. I think you could understand this in Indianapolis and other places. What's on TV at night whenever it's basketball, normally going to be LeBron and the Lakers in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys kind of get buried in that shuffle. Now, I know in your area, in that part of town, where the games are very accessible and easy to find and watch, I assume the Nuggets have been known about by their fans that they are a fucking wagon. I will say that I did not know that going into this particular postseason. But watching them play is Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Joker's a bully. Mm-hmm. He's also incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. He's running point forward at this uh, mm-hmm. uh, stage of the game. He's passing the ball to a guy named Jamal Murray who's talking shit while burying people. Yeah, this, it is unbelievable to watch this Nuggets team, and they're about to sweep the Lakers. Oh, yeah. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, who's an absolute dog. dog. Got that knee sleeve on. He's obviously going to be a stud. Could have never guessed. You know, you walk into a room, there's 40 whites. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Sure. 40 of them. And Austin Reeves is one of them. And they say, point at the guy who's going to be a fucking very wealthy dog in the NBA. You're not pointing at Austin Reeves. I don't know. I don't, no I don't think. LeBron did. No. 
LeBron did it first practice. Of course. But to get into that first practice, I don't know if LeBron would have been able to do it potentially. Probably. LeBron would have seen his brain from outside of his skull <laughs> and knew that his basketball right. IQ was going to be what it was. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the one that have has all the documentaries and championships but. and superstar fans at the games every single uh, week and every mm-hmm. single night, they're about to just get run out of town by Joker and the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, like, crushed. And then the Celtics about to get run the fuck out of town. Mm-hmm. Dominated. But I think this, if people will be willing to listen, this – NBA Finals should be a great clash. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You got some oh, yeah. real dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, very competitive, underdog mentality. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Chip on the shoulder of both of them. Yeah. And then you, you're going to – I think it's going to be great basketball. Absolutely. Now, granted, everybody's just saying it's a matter of fact that they're going to get swept, and I'm kind of saying that as well sure. because nothing has shown that it wouldn't be. Oh, whenever they get to the other uh, arena, it's going to be completely different. It hasn't. No, it's it hasn't the same. Been. Same exact game, just a new venue, probably better weather for both of them. So it's it's just been a very interesting dynamic over there. And then the NHL, 2020 as well. Yeah. All games going to overtime, though, so you think that would be a little bit closer. Sure. So the NHL and the NBA had a fantastic weekend. We'll talk about that all day today. Mm-hmm. But golf stole the show. Yes, it did. Yes, right. Hey, congrats to Brooks Kepka winning his fifth major. Let's go, Brooks! Hey, baby, Brooks! Woke up with the lead on Sunday, PGA Championship Sunday, and he'd never relented. Nope. There was a thought that maybe what happened at the Masters that he self-described in an interview as a choke. He was openly saying during this PGA Championship, what happened at the Masters would choke was a choke. I ain't doing that anymore. I was talking to any golf person I think that would listen, telling mm-hmm. them like, what's what's the difference going to be? Oh, I'm I'm playing on yeah, Sunday. I ain't choking. I, I am not just like sitting back, letting this whole thing happen. I'm going to continue to step on throats. And whenever they talked about, I think the second hole, yeah, it was the second hole, part three, he puts that thing literally within like four feet. Yep. Then there was another green that he attacked that had like a six-foot landing spot pretty much. Yep. And he went for it when everybody else was going on the other side with a two-stroke lead at the time. Mm-hmm. If he would have went for the big part of the green, everybody would have been like, smart, hey, that's a really smart yep. play. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's going pin-seeking for yep. it and landing it within two feet. He's draining putts whenever Victor Hovland was right next to him making putts, kind of stepping on his heel. He was spectacular yeah. throughout entire weekend, but definitely on Championship Sunday. Hovland played incredible golf. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler had a piss-poor Saturday. He gets hot about hole 10-11, I think, yeah. Yeah. on Sunday. He yep. starts making a putt, and it's like, wait a second. Scotty Scheffler's about to fucking get into this game. He did. He obviously ends up in second place. And then you got this PGA course pro mm-hmm. that's, right. that's given lessons and is good. Let's not get crazy. You go to any of these courses, and one of these fuckers is out on the oh. driving range. They're what they're doing with a golf ball actually makes you think every time you see them. Why aren't you? Yeah, what are you absolutely. doing? Here? Why aren't you playing on? Uh, uh, the, the, and they're always so humble. I think because mm-hmm. they've been humbled by golf so much, they always go, "Oh, those guys are playing I'm not good enough." Yeah. The way those guys, uh-huh. it's night and day between me and them. It's like ah. I don't know what else you can fucking do here, pal. Aren't we just trying to get the ball point A to point B? Mm-hmm. They're shaping shots on the range. And obviously, they have all the answers for every member that would like a lesson. And his home club being showcased back there was spectacular. So cool. But Michael Block was awesome. Yeah. yeah. The show. Comfortable. Confident. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cut some promos. Played to the crowd a little bit. For sure. Knew there were some moments. And hit a hole in fucking one. Yeah. On a Sunday, his first ever tournament hole in one, he said in the interview immediately afterwards. I think he did a great job, not only for himself, but for all the people that he represents. And also, for golf 
as a whole. Yeah. Such a wholesome feel. How incredible. He was pumped to be playing alongside Rory. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was thankful to even be playing with Rose. And he was like, oh, these guys are so nice to me. And then Brooks was in there. Mm-hmm. It was just a beautiful thing. So congrats to the PGA Championship on winning the weekend in my eyes. Absolutely. Now, the Toxic Table is here back in full form. Mm-hmm. At Boston Connor. Sorry, mm-hmm. your Celtics are just getting boat raced. Yeah. It's all right. Obviously, that's not fun for you. Great run there. Your team's still yeah. Eastern Conference fine. Yeah, yeah one of the last four plus. Who cares? The golf is so good. Yeah, they've been around a long time, and we'll talk about the Celtics certainly just melting. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to if you don't want to, though. I don't like that they're doing it. Yeah, that's why we might they as well just do that to you. We should just talk about Fox, the because show that. Show that up there. We don't want to have to hammer too oh, much. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. There it is. There it is. Oh. Boom. Still hanging. That's a couple weeks old up there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the last big heartbreak for the Bruins. That's uh-huh. right. Or for Boston, I'm sorry, as a whole. Yeah. The Bruins, which Pasta plays for, that is not his actual last name. That's a customized jersey that Sweet. Boston Connor got. And the reason why Boston Connor got it is because the Bruins this year were better than anybody's ever been in the history of hockey. That's right. Yeah. At least since 2005. No, right. forever, but yes. At least most wins in a regular season since 2005. 2005. No, ever. 65's bigger than 62. But once again, every time we talk about this, you force yep. me to have to say this. In 2005, they added shootouts. <laughs> okay. They didn't have shootouts before then. Okay. So you guys have the most wins in the shootout area. You had four yeah. wins in a shootout fashion. So if you were to subtract that and make that a tie, yeah. you would only have 61 wins if you do the math from 65, which would be less than 62, which would mean you guys would not have the all-time wins. But nonetheless, well, not your make, fault. Yeah, I don't make the rules. Not I'm, your fault. I still hang my hat on it's more wins than Sidney Crosby's ever had in the season. Which is an accurate assessment. Uh-huh. And there's no reason to do that. Feels that. I'm, I just, he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time. I figure I might as well personal. point it out. They get fucking knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, though, after having the greatest season of all time. Yeah. So there was a lot of high hopes in Boston for the Bruins, and they hang the jersey in the rafters so that we could always remember mm-hmm. that incredible regular season that the Boston Bruins have, because they had the best regular season of all time. All time. Yeah. At least since 2005. All right? time. But who cares? We got the Celtics doing hey, You know, in Boston, that's what we get to do. That's exactly. right. You know, because... Uh, one Stanley Cup champion favorite out. Okay, we'll get the NBA Larry O'Brien favorite yeah, in. Exactly. Got to pivot. And I'll tell you what, the Celtics did, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. And then they just ran into this Miami Heat buzzsaw. Yeah. And everybody's calling for fucking Missoula's head right now, Connor. What? I went to West Virginia with uh-huh. uh, Joe Missoula same mm-hmm. time. Yep. We have, uh, we do know each other. If I was to see Missoula and Missoula was to see me, I do believe there would be a DAP full embrace. Nice. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Catch up. Now, he was on the basketball team and... I was on the football team, so a little different schedules, mm-hmm. I think, because they literally operate at the exact opposite time. Mm-hmm. So we, But we did not have beef with the basketball team. We no. got along mm-hmm. with, yeah. with basketball Close teams. Up. So it was just an interesting kind of timing of when, Both. who's out where. Both really good, too. At the same time, yeah. yeah. I mean, Joe was a good dude. I, I enjoyed the shit out of Joe Missoula. There's a lot of great basketball players that were great to hang out with, too. Those guys had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say those guys had a good time. Hell yeah. Which I like. Right. Morgan Tom. They're calling for his fucking head. He's 34 years old right now. Ridiculous. He's 34 years old. Yeah, young Just led them to the Eastern Conference Final. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they got a great team and they've been there before, but still just get tossed on the back of a horse that runs fast and hopefully stays alive. <laughs> what Which is the deal? I have no on. idea. Are they I just putting questions. a spotlight on it more than they have in the past? It seems so. like either that or there are definitely more horses dying recently than have ever in the past. One half of the hammer down Cowboys, uh, Tone Diggs is here. What's up? So, like, let's say a dog wanders in the street and gets hit by a car. We take it to the vet, and we see if we can fix. A lot of times they can get fixed. We put, you know, casts and braces and, and cones around their heads and stuff like that, and they then they go to live a, live a nice little life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Not even a These thought. horses pull a hammy and we put a bullet in their heads? Yeah, I don't know what the deal well, is. Well, I mean. Is it because they're, I, I don't, I don't know what the they deal They don't is. have horse casts? Yeah, and can they not, I guess they probably wonder, the horses are much more powerful than mm -hmm. dogs. They don't have cones for their heads? Well, no, I assume they have the ability to blow out their, like, I think dogs you can, pro I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Because I've tried to figure this out a couple times. Like, why do we just have to, on the, on the track, on the track yeah. Yeah. they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, dogs. I mean, Anyways, let's move along. Horses but have it. Let's purpose. just say you get a good. Uh, what? Well, if, if dogs were to be hot dogs after they died, then maybe they wouldn't do All that. Right. So let's not. We don't oh, need to okay, get in the I whole. I don't think see? that's in hot dogs, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't no, think that's in hot dogs. No, but if it was, you could see stuff. how they might. Yeah, but there go. might be people listening right now. Go, oh, I heard. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and then we're all of a sudden a source for something. Let's keep those horses alive, though. No, sure. I agree. We would like everybody to know that we are sellouts. And we are certainly on the side of, let's keep these horses around. That's right. Yeah. Now, I don't know what to do. I don't have the answer. Yeah, and now, yeah. if Arts and Crafts, you know, needs a couple extra things. See, <laughs> big part of the problem. Yeah, you what can't do, do that. While humans have some large muscles and a bit of tissue below the knee that helps to stabilize a broken bone along with a cast, a horse has very little muscle and hardly any other tissue besides tendons, ligaments, blood vessels. Okay. Below the knee. <laughs> Who wrote that answer? The SprucePets.com. Yeah. Sounds like they're in... Yeah, they're big horses. Yeah, or sorry, they big for sure. Are. Anyways, we're learning a lot more about that than we ever have in the past, and I don't know if I necessarily love it. You mm -hmm. add that on to the fact that Breeders' Cup is the actual best horses. Yeah, and I've been sold a bill of lies about Kentucky Derby, which I'm assuming the horse people are like, "No, you haven't. We've said this all along." It's like I didn't know that. No. I thought the Kentucky Derby was the creme de la creme. Yeah. It turns out that's just like a yep. feeder into the Breeders' Cup, mm -hmm. which is where the actual dogs are. Mm -hmm. The actual we we need to learn a lot about racing because I'll tell you what, that Derby Day was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. sweet. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But let's get back to the horse that we were riding. Uh, Joe Mazzola oh, yeah. hops on a horse that goes to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. I know it's not easy, like to just say fire this, but. What do we do? He just knocked out what? Doc Rivers. Remember, he was getting out coached yeah. in that particular. Yeah. Now they want to fire him, trade everybody. I saw a guy seemingly with a lot of say up in the Boston area, mm -hmm. a lot of action on that tweet where he's like, fire Missoula, trade everybody. Yes. So it's just because you guys are potentially going to get swept, or is there actual action behind these words? And is this possible in the NBA, especially in Boston? Definitely possible in the NBA. I mean, it's not as if it's unheard of. Now, he is the youngest coach in the NBA. He's also a first-year coach, like you mentioned. And, you know, when you look at the situation that he had to come in after the whole Udoka thing, it's kind of difficult to say, like, hey, let's run this guy out of town. I personally like him. I think if you watch those games and people are complaining that he's not calling a time out when they're down 12 and then they get down 17 and call a timeout. That's not the issue. The timeout isn't what's going to Well, whenever they were uh, they were down one mm -hmm. and there was 10 seconds left. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? In the first quarter? No. It was at the end of the game. Marcus Smart hits a three right after the right after the horn goes off. It was at the end. I think it was against the Sixers. Oh yeah, in mm -hmm. overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yes. So then I think that raised that brought into the conversation of this guy doesn't fucking understand clock management. What the hell's going yes. on here? Because if you call a timeout there, get a play in, you can potentially get two shots at it because you're only down one. You foul somebody, it's two shots. You're still only down three. You can get two cracks at it. They make the shot, but it's right after the clock ends. So now he doesn't understand timeouts. So I think that is something that is always going to be lingering now over his head mm -hmm. because I, 
I actually agree with all the theories that they had. Now, if that shot gets off half a second beforehand and it falls, he trusted his team. Right. He understood they had a play already designed. Mm -hmm. They had everything already figured out for that. We practiced this exact moment 50 times this year. Mm -hmm. We were ready for it. Instead, it's this guy doesn't know shit or his ass from a hole in the ground because he's standing over a mirror like he's Tone Diggs every single Sunday night when he's about to nair his bottom. Mm -hmm. And watch the town. Good night last night. Atta baby. Proud of you. Got sitting comfy over there. Yeah. But why is that the – I think that leads into everything that's being said now. Like every mistake he has ever made mm-hmm. is obviously going to get spotlighted. Yeah. And he knew that when he took the job, I'd assume. And I wonder how much he thinks he could get better. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I don't know how much they could get better. Like this is, you know, I don't know, the fifth run with this team. And last year is the finals. The You know, a year before that it was the Eastern Conference finals. So not going to the finals is a massive step down. But I don't think it's Missoula's fault. I mean, look, you mentioned the undrafted guys. Two of their undrafted guys outscored Tatum and Brown by, mm-hmm. you know, 20 points. Now, if Oh, yeah. I remember last week everybody was saying you had a better jumper than Tatum. Yes, yeah. exactly. Do which you remember is, that? Oh, yeah. Which is still not true, but they're not well, playing. Well, to we the, saw you make, uh, you make four shots here. Yeah, he was hot. You have a really morning. good jumper. Yeah, it was, it was elbow was tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. You know what I mean? It was like Joe Mazzola taught you. It was. <laughs> yeah. He basically it did. Like it essentially did, but no. Tatum is what going to get paid three hundred and fifty million? I don't know what a Jokic just got two seventy. Two seventy. Yep. Uh, I think Jokic has been paid once before. I'm not sure with the contract details with him, but for Tatum three fifteen, for Brown two ninety, and they combined Jeez. for twenty seven points. Like it's not happening. I don't know Jeez. what the answer is. I don't think it's firing Missoula. I do think trading Jalen Brown's probably on the Whoa. table because it was early in the year with KD. So if they're already thinking about this, and now we're about to get swept, and he Eastern wears Conference. the mask sometimes and then not other times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw him not wear it one time, then he had a bloody nose. Yeah, mm-hmm. broke Is he just the most unlucky face in the history of basketball? Or? Yeah, by far. He broke in orbital bone and oh. then put the mask on, like the mask, kept the mask on, and then... It looked cool. It, it, looked, it looks nice. sweet. Yeah, it's like... I would hate it, though. I, I don't think... Yeah, depth perception and you're... Yeah, no way. He's mentally tougher than us. Uh, yeah, probably. Maybe. Let's, let's I mean, move I'll, on. We'll continue to talk about the Celtics potentially doing this and the Lakers because there's not a lot going on in our particular sport no. other than the league meetings that are happening in Minnesota. We do have big news on this particular program. Ty's back from his suspension. All right. Yeah. yeah. Ty, how was the suspension? Uh, suspension, it was it was all right. Um, decided on my you know little, and I appreciate you giving me the heads up saying, hey, proactively they're going to suspend you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just the way it is. Yeah. You know, I don't love it, but it's it's. What don't is know happening. what you said. Yeah. Said something. Yeah, no idea. Um, so I, I I went on a bachelor party, you know. Really? Oh. Yes, I did. Yes, I Holy did. Holy wow. shit, you just found one? You yeah, just- yep. I just said, you know what, I'm going to get out of town for a couple of days, kind of clear my head, try to really look inside and see Smart. what I did wrong, see what I said wrong. Um, so, yeah, I went on a bachelor party, went down to South Carolina, had a good time. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's mature yeah. of you. So is there, yeah. like, an app where you just find bachelor parties just to, yep. like, yeah. tag I just, along with? I just went on Reddit and just said, hey, <laughs> fucking, anybody got a bachelor party this weekend? You know? And it was happened to be a guy you knew. Yeah, bingo. Mm-hmm. It's, funny wow. how, it's funny how things work out that way. It's so. amazing when you're looking for something, what you can find. Absolutely. Amen. So, yeah, it was, it was great, you know? I mean, and again, I, I did do some soul-searching. I didn't really come up with anything on uh, what I may have said that oh, was we were over trying the line. To. We yeah, no. Wait, I thought during your travel you had some time to reflect. Well, I did. I mean, the travel absolutely stinks. And I'll tell you what, after, I mean, really, it's it's not your fault, but because we've flown private so much and you get a taste of that and then you go back to and just have any kind of issues traveling, 
It's just it. Oh my god! Look at how small you're worse. a sellout, dude. Oh, Hold on, I, I hate to break it to everybody. How about that? You just sold out. No, I I'm fully aware. When it comes to private private aviation, I will sell out every day and yes. ten times on yep. Sundays. It is a game changer. Oh my Dude, god! This guy Ubered uh, three and a half hours. Oh, is that yeah. right? Three, and like, but it was a nice car. You said. Like a like a you got a you got a big yeah like a big premier. SUV yeah it yeah. was like a like a two thousand five Toyota Corolla oh that, no. yeah just reeked of Newports so yeah it was oh, it well, was that's kind of nice yeah no, yeah that, well that'll wake you up a little bit yeah, yeah I, I I told the guy I said hey listen you wanna you wanna burn some heaters in here go right ahead roll the windows up <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly hot boxes, exactly. Bitch. joining us now is a man who hot boxes every car he's ever been into mm-hmm. oh yeah I got a chance to meet him during the college game day uh, this past season he worked. For nine years at the New York Times. Damn. Was up for a... A Pulitzer, I believe. That's, yeah. a, that's a real one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, yeah. a real award. Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> that is not like a makeup, fake. Pulitzer's one that when you win it, you're like super pumped. Oh, yeah. That's an Oscar in his profession. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. He didn't win it. But he was certainly up for <laughs> it. Nominated. Nine years at the New York Times. Now he's at the ESPN. He knows everything that you need to know about college football. Mm-hmm. He is the authority. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Thamel. Yeah! How are you, buddy? Pat, I'm great, man. Great. Grateful to be on the program. Hey. Did I say that right? Yes, yeah. you did, Pete. Yeah. Uh, what? So, I didn't know you were up for a Pulitzer. Bad teammate on game day. We were around each other every single week for like 12 weeks. I didn't mention this one time. Uh, you were up for a Pulitzer. What, did you save the world? You saved the world? I, I didn't save the world. I just wrote about college football. And, and since I didn't win, it's, it's sort of embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's oh. like, you know, it's like, you, you, you know, it's like the third cow in the county fair or something. So, no, no. Uh, but no. yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there was just college sports are just so filled with like ridiculous things, Pat. I think, as you know, as a former, uh, obviously a former West Virginia Mountaineer, yeah, and you uh, you've seen how just drastically the world has changed, right? In the, what's it been, 15 years since yeah. you were uh, footed? Football. I mean, it's like a it's like a totally different environment, right? Like it's actually, just, everything's yeah. changed. So. Hey, Pete, you did your research. Uh, it is actually 15 years. You know more about me than me, which is why you are the authority. And you should be pumped that you were nominated. I'm a Hall of Fame nom. That's I'm going right. to stay right. forever. That's right. I, nominated yeah. for all, Never going to get in, but I am going to be a nominee <laughs> forever. And I'm like, that's a big fucking deal. Being nominated for a Pulitzer, good on you, pal. Thank Thank you, Pete. Pete. Let's talk about the world right now. The reason why uh, we are chatting with you is because you and your family, wife, sent my family, a gift for baby Mackenzie. Nice. Magnetic uh, connecting. Ooh. We talked about the snaps. Yep. The magnetic one, Game Changer, he sent it to the family. And at the same exact time as us pretty much opening that, you had just released an article about the Big Ten's TV rights. So it was literally our entire world kind of coming together. So I sent you a text and I said, hey, Pete, is there any way you could come on the program? We talked to you a little bit. The Big Ten is in an interesting spot right now. Seems like their new deal that's about to take place with the NBC uh, uh, community with Peacock and live on NBC and I think USA, I think there's other things mm-hmm. that could potentially fall into the NBC platform the Peacock wrote. I guess this has ruffled some real feathers with the X-Fox deal and now there's $40 million that every school has to pay yeah. back. Is that real? And how do they get through this and how do some of these schools survive? That feels like a lot of money from some places. So it's forty million for for total. So I would say this right now, as they're ironing these deals out. So this these three TV deals, Pat, start in September, and they're not done yet. Which again, I'm not a TV expert or consultant, but usually, you know, when you have multi billion dollar television deals, they're completed before the season starts. And yeah. there is it, 
when the new commissioner, Tony Petiti, started about a month ago, there was just a lot of legwork that needed to be that needed to be taken care of. And these ADs all of a sudden started getting bills. Hey, you, you've got to pay back. Now, it's $40 million total amongst the okay. schools, which, w- which will be 16. But then there's also another $25 million for COVID games that never got played. And then the NBC deal now is shrinking because certain teams don't want to play in prime time. So they're finishing the negotiations on that. Don't want to play and in prime so, time? What do you mean by that? So there are what, what are called tolerances. And I got an education in this. I kind of knew about it. And you like, let's put it this way. Ohio State, Michigan, when do they play it? Noon. 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 Every year, right? Like, put, set your clock to it, right? Like that last weekend. So that game is not played in prime time in part because of these historic tolerances, because of weather, because of recovery, because of different reasons. They just say, we want to play at noon. So when they sold NBC this giant primetime package, which, again, would not normally have Ohio State, Michigan. I want to be clear about that. But they said, hey, you're going to be our primetime partner. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State were like, wait a minute. We have these historic tolerances where we don't play at night. Now, some of it is like if you're the AD at Penn State and it's November 17th and there's a blizzard. Anybody ever been to Penn State? Like it's, you know, it's cow paths and one-lane highways. And and it's – Oh, no. I didn't know. <laughs> One more thing. I didn't know what all you were going to say was there at Penn State. I, I didn't know how oh, far okay. Pulitzer. Yeah. Well, there's not much there. It's a, it's a rural it's a rural community okay. with a giant football stadium where people come from hours away. Happy birthday, Q Shipley. Happy birthday, Q Shipley. Thank you. Happy birthday, Q Shipley, Penn State royalty. Yes. And it's a wonderful place, but it's hard to get to. So they basically were like, we don't want to play at night because we don't want the couple driving home to Altoona at 2 in the morning in a blizzard, which makes sense. So – the Big Ten passed the, or the Big Ten sold this deal to NBC, but didn't have its eyes dotted and its T's crossed to have all these schools play at night. So now they're they're a little bit at loggerheads, and there's concessions being made, and they're basically scrambling to get the television deal done. And that's what's that's what's happening right now. And it's a matter of how much less the deal is going to be worth, Pat, because they may not have access to those marquee programs at those times. Can you see how cool you look in the top left, uh, wow. right behind the date there? I don't know. You look so cool there. You look super sporty. We're talking <laughs> business right now with the authority, Pete Thamel, for college football. So what is the potential outcome here? Because you said it, uh, this all starts in September, right? And, you know, as somebody who has not been in billion-dollar negotiations uh, with a network that for a deal that starts in September – uh, certainly large ones, though. Mm-hmm. There is like a certain time you'd like to have this done by because then there's a bunch of shit you got to figure out even after the deal gets done. So do they have the deal done? They just don't have the contract done? And is there anything that could potentially change how the future of the Big Ten and Peacock look? So the deal is the deal was agreed to in August, but the details aren't done. And that's what they're sort of hurrying through right now is how to get all these details ironed out, Pat. And there's there's just a, a bit of uncertainty that, that hovers over the league. Ultimately, it's going to cost the school some money, right? Now, one could argue if it's a $7 billion contract, maybe, you know, schools losing 4 or $5 million each isn't that much money. But if you're the dude at Indiana trying to balance the budget, $5 million bucks is a lot of money, right? I don't care who you are. You've got a cross-country team that needs uniforms. You've got to travel to different places. So... There is a, there, there's a disconnect that the new commissioner, Tony Petiti, is trying to sort of put everything together on in a pretty short period of time. Paisan Petiti will get it figured out. And obviously, deadlines create action. I assume they'll get it all figured out. But that was certainly something to read that from you. Uh, and 
I'm not an avid like long form reader, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what: if you, whenever you screenshot things and put them in a tweet size, you, you got, got me. Perfect. You got me. I I am 100 in there. And as soon as I started reading, I'm like, this is a pretty big fucking deal because to your point about Indiana and some of these other schools, Rutgers. You think Rutgers just wants to hand over right. four million dollars out of nowhere? Like, not saying Rutgers can't find that. But still, like it's not as easy as a school like Michigan that can build a five hundred million dollar new whatever Ohio State that can round up fifteen million dollars at one event at AJ Hawk's house. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a little bit different in some places, and I can't believe they're still kind of battling it out. Which leads this to Ty's question from Iowa: Go Hawks! Go Hawks is right. Pete, did Kevin Warren kind of screw over the Big Ten then on his way out? Like, was he privy to all this stuff going on and kind of just like dragged his feet a little bit because? I mean, like you mentioned, like if all that stuff is supposed to go in effect in like September and they're still working out the kinks, like that that kind of puts everyone in a precarious spot. So, like, did he did he screw them over intentionally? I think I would say that there were a lot of loose ends that weren't tied up. And when the deal was announced about a year ago, I'm sure you guys remember there was a lot of thunder, right? Historic this, and there was a lot of excitement in the league that we're going to be, you know, the biggest and the best, and. When Kevin Warren, I want to say he was up for the job late December, took the Bears job in January, actually left for it in April. And these issues were all lingering. A lot of them emerged sort of in that time when he had already uh, committed to go to the Bears. So there's just been there's been sprinting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 everything's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, 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 that's good. So when do you guys need me up there? Go Bears. Yeah, bear down. Hell yeah. yeah. I, can, I can do whatever you Look what I just did. That's a wild thing. Can't blame him. No. He's in the middle of a job transition as well. But this is a massive deal. How much money was it? Do we remember? Was that publicly stated? And did NBC bid the most? Is that how they won the Big Ten rights here? So NBC did not bid the most. And this is this is really deep in the weeds. But essentially, Fox slash the Big Ten Network actually owned all the rights through this decade. And the NBC deal and the CBS deal were sub-licenses off that deal. So... Fox in 2016 slash the Big Ten Network bought everything for, uh, you know, a decade plus. And so for the the remainder of this deal through the rest of the decade, Fox had actually owned it all. And then they had to sublicense it out. But Kevin Warren as Big Ten Commissioner was sort of the front of those negotiations to do so. So it's sort of this, this complex web where the Big Ten didn't actually own the rights to the Big Ten content for the Big Ten TV deal. But the Big Ten was trying to get more deals? Yeah, so the Big Ten was the front of a negotiation to say, okay, we own all this content. We're going to slice off a third of it, just to use a round number, and give some and, and, and sell it off to NBC for profit. And we're going to slice off more of it, and we're going to give that to CBS for profit. And Fox so was like, bought, Fox, Fox had to agree to that, I, I assume? Correct. Yeah, so they were, they were partners in the negotiation in a lot of ways. So... For example, the, the $40 million that you mentioned, and this was a big point of contention, Pat, was that Kevin Warren said to NBC, hey, if you become our primetime partner, we'll give you the 2026 Big Ten title game. But he never asked Fox for permission to do that. And because he didn't ask Fox for permission, the schools, the schools got a bill that said, hey, you need to, you need to pay whatever $40 million divided by 14 is back to Fox because they judged that the 2026 Big Ten title game 
is worth $40 million. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, you're just giving it away, huh? Yes. Yeah. Sweet. We actually own it. And, uh, yeah, you guys can go expand your business whenever our deal's up. You want to kind of, you know, dabble a little bit with NBC, show them what the Big Ten's got. Okay. You want to dabble with CBS, kind of show what the Big Ten's about. Oh, yeah, cool. Hey, we're going to split these fees. We will definitely be a part of the negotiation. But you're just going to give away a championship? Okay, hmm. that'll be $40 million back this way. We were good partners until you gave away a massive asset, which probably leads to the NBC thought they were getting Penn State, or I'm sorry, Ohio State, Michigan. No. Fox would never so give that up. Ohio no. State, Michigan, correct, yeah. So Fox still kept all the best games in the deal. And the CBS game that will become more prevalent, and then the NBC game. So there's basically like three games every week, the top three games. Fox will this deal most shit. weeks have the wanna, A games, yeah. right? I don't want to be too then, rude. Deal shit, sounds like, right? No, I mean, the deal is massive, right? And it's still going to be massive, and everybody's going to make a lot of money. But there's just, as they're, as they're barreling towards the finish here, Bro, Indiana, there's, there's some lingering issues, and, oh, yeah. and people, CBS, are, uh, people, people are upset. Get ready. Sounds like Iowa, Minnesota is going to be on CBS. Oh, my God. Who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. That's fine by me. That's going to be on NBC, dude. <laughs> fine by me. I know Iowa does play Penn State in one of the night games before uh... – like that, that's one of the showcase games, which is weird because it sounds like Penn State's bitching about. No, it. just uh, when uh, snow, when weather is possible. Yeah, I think it's November. Late. November. Yeah, it's late. I that's, think it's a late that's... one. Yeah. Oh, so they just Penn State said, "Yeah, they caved." Yeah. Uh oh, we got to pay forty million. Sweet, we got how many <laughs> yeah, million? Yeah, right. That sounds like a deal to me. All right, Pete, let's move away from all the TV. What's going to go on? Uh, okay, let's just dive right into it. Big Ten is going to exist because Ohio State's right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Keep it moving. Now, Michigan's had their number. That's yeah. right. Michigan has had yeah. their number. Their haven't they? So that is always going to exist. Penn State as well. We'll throw them in there. Happy birthday, AQ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Always going to exist. USC's coming. Yes, and UCLA, really? allegedly. Yeah. SEC, always going to exist. Always. Yep. And I don't want to just start rattling off all the schools for the reasons why the SEC will always exist, but the SEC will always exist. Mm-hmm. Everything else fucked, Pete? Is that is that is that kind of yeah. is that what we're thinking, or what, like in the future? Or how do you see this thing kind of panning out, TV wise, which ultimately leads to actual uh, conference situations, like Pac-12? You're getting those. They don't have a deal yes. yeah. before you come to ESPN, right? Yeah, I know. You fucked is going to be a tough one. We got a we got a couple months here. Though. Gonna use them. We got a couple months. Yeah, we got to get through it. Let them rip, man. Let let them rip. But is everybody uh, else in trouble? So everyone else is now, like, you can think of it as a nucleus, and everyone else is in the orbit of those two leagues. I think you said it very well. Um, I think that the other three leagues are now jockeying to get close to the Big Ten and the SEC. Because for all the issues in the Big Ten's deal, it's still a large, large deal. And the SEC is still really well positioned in the future, although they're not up again for another contract until, I believe, 2032 or 2034. So there's a chance for a little bit of catch-up to happen. Now, the Big 12 has been very aggressive in trying to grow to be league number three. The ACC is in a little bit of infighting right now because they have a deal through 2036 that the, the, the bell cows of that league, Clemson and Florida State, feel like they're falling behind. And they're basically saying, how can Mississippi State be making $30 million more? How can South Carolina be making $30 million more a year or will be making $30 million more a year than Clemson? who's winning national titles left and right and has a, you know, even in a bad year, they're 10-2. So there's the inequities of the future have been laid bare 
by by this Big Ten deal and then the, the, the prior SEC deal. And there is a gap. Like, I reference it pretty often, Pat, as a power two. There's a power two, a gap. There's those three and a gap. Now, there are still programs outside those power two that can win the national title. We agree. Clemson, um, you just said one. Yeah. Yes. Clemson exactly. can do it. Look, West, West Virginia yeah. can do it. No. Absolutely. Obviously, West Virginia will be able to do it. Texas. You have no idea what yeah. they're doing in Morgantown. Oh, I actually do. Chase Rice was there two nights ago, told me the place was, was awesome. Oh, oh wow. Is that right? Hey, I'm in your old stomping grounds. Where should I go? Well, I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> I assume High Street. He did. He said it was fantastic. So, West Virginia could probably go on and run if they want to, nope. win this whole thing. But other than them, who are you talking Maybe Oregon? I mean, USC, yeah. Kansas State, Oklahoma. Yeah. Texas. I think Washington TCU. is in the, is in that conversation yeah. this year, especially Pat uh, Michael Penix. They're one of the best receivers in the country. I think Washington is a top seven team this year, right off right from jump. Okay, oh, nice. that's a long flight I, for game day, but can't ooh. wait to get up there. Nice, can't wait oh, to get beautiful. up. Have you ever been there? You you must have played there in the league, right? No, yeah. so I only went to Seattle to go watch uh, Herbie do that Thursday night this year. It was my first time up there. Okay. It's, I think Seattle's one of the great cities in the world. And that environment where you got the, the boats, it would be an opportunity for you to do another backflip, Pat. So okay. you got the boats sailgating right on the uh, right on the water there. It's Washington. Yeah, Washington is one of the elite places to go see that. But the irony of the Pac-12 sort of in this moment of time with USC and UCLA going is this is the best season, top to bottom of Pac-12 football, going into the year in my 20 years doing this. I don't think there has been a better And they don't have a deal, right? And they don't have a TV deal? Correct. So they are searching, aim, searching for a TV Maybe deal. Now, part do. of it is obviously, yeah. yeah. Part, yeah. Part, how much? How much are they paying? How, how much? How much? How much will Pac-12 make with the uncertainty of what the future is of that entire conference? What would they make from a TV partner? What are they expecting to make? And how would that deal even look like? It would look like, hey, one year, depending upon what the conference looks like next year, and then a two. Like, how would? I wonder how that whole thing will go with them. So it's a great question, and really, like the future of how the sport is comprised, uh, and I'm, I'm not overstating this, hinges on whether the Pac-12 can get a reasonable TV deal. Because if they don't, you're going to see teams flee off. You're going to see Colorado maybe chase back to the Big 12. You're going to see Arizona, Arizona State, Utah face some hard decisions. Oregon and Washington have already pretty much staked their claim that they want to go to the Big 10. So the Pac-12 is in a very tenuous moment right now, and the question you just asked how much are they going to be able to get on the open market path is really something that like the future of the entire landscape of the sport hinges on. So let's just throw the number 32 million out. That's basically what the big 12 just got. So the big 12 new commissioner jumped in line. They were going to, their deal was going to be up in two years and the PAC 12 is up this year. And they said, you know what? This environment is a little hectic. We're going to just, we're going to open up our rights and do a deal with ESPN and Fox. And they did that within the last six, eight months. So they're set through, I believe, at least a decade. Um, now, the Pac-12 has an expiring deal. Yeah, Brett Yormark, he basically jumped the Pac-12 and put him in this spot. Now, as you know, right now, the, the digital media landscape is in a, is in a time of, uh, of earnestness, right? This isn't like the go-go 90s. This isn't the, you know, there is, there's a little bit of an austerity factor here that the Pac-12 is feeling headwinds from. So nobody knows, and the Pac-12 commissioner isn't saying to anybody, how much they're willing to spend okay. or how much they are going to be able to command on the open market. Is Apple going to be heavily involved? Oh, Amazon, Amazon be heavily involved. maybe. Be smart. Especially on the West yeah. Coast over there. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. Both West oh, yeah. Coast companies. Sure. That's interesting. Earnest. It is an earnest time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. That means good, right? That means good? Earnest means like it's not the free spending times. 
Like oh. it's uh, it's a it's a time of caution. If you oh. look at the oh, if you generally that. pat look at the marketplace oh. and you don't look at those that have transcended the marketplace, it's a time of a of a of a bit of you know it's there there are, <laughs> there's there's dot com booms and and everything like that, but stock prices and stuff have have made people a little more conservative on what they're going to go spend. Interesting. We pay attention to all that stuff. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Pete, speaking of things we pay attention to, during the draft, the big conversation was, hey, you know, the guys this year are good, but next year, Drake May, Caleb Williams, they're bona fide number one, number two picks. Are there anybody else we should be kind of looking out for that might make a massive jump? You just mentioned Penix up in Washington. Yeah. Who else is kind of on the radar as one of those top guys this season in college football? So – you you drilled one and two. I, I think I'd be pretty surprised, Connor, at this point if it's not Caleb Williams one and, and Drake May two. I, I will say this: the best talent in college football, and I've talked to scouts who say, like, you know, guys who aren't prone to hyperbole, who say Marvin Harrison Jr. is amongst the best players they have ever scouted. Hell yeah! Wow. Um, Remember his I dad really said, "When like, you get there, you just do what I told you. Mm-hmm. Huh? Don't right. be listening. <laughs> you just okay." Yeah. And he has certainly has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has worked out. What a player! Yeah, no, I mean he is. He, he's a transcendent guy. He could be one of the rare skill position guys outside of quarterback to win the Heisman. He, he could be a factor in the Heisman. I really feel like he's an exciting prospect, and I do think. And you guys have seen it because you study it close. That yeah. the way receivers have been handled in the draft have changed a lot in the last years. If you look at Chase and what he did to for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati and how he changed that whole franchise, like. People aren't afraid to pick a receiver third maybe anymore, whereas I would say like 10 years ago, that would have been taboo. Oh, we'll, we'll find somebody. We'll find somebody in free agency. So I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is, is going to be a transcendent receiver prospect. Now, is he going to get picked above a quarterback? Probably not, right? You still need those dudes. You still need those dudes spraying it around. But I really feel like Drake May is an exciting prospect. I think he'll push Caleb Williams. I think there's a chance we, we don't have anything decided, Pat, that you and I may see him week one, I would say, of the, the potential dance cards for game day. And as you know, Pat, they don't run these decisions by me. Um, but, we, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina is one of those really exciting early uh, early games uh, on, on the schedule. And I'm, 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 my book that's holding up my iPhone there just started to slip. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to see old Drake May hucking around in person the same way we saw <laughs> when you were hucking around. I, I can't wait. So you, is that where I haven't even thought, I haven't even started brainstorming about. <laughs> yeah. Where will they? Will that be the, that would probably be the first one, huh? North Carolina, South Carolina? I, I certainly don't have the authority to say what Ooh. will and what won't be because I don't know. But I would say that if you had to list five Saturday games from that first night. So Florida State LSU is the monster game Ooh. from that weekend. But that game's on Sunday. So we're not obviously going to do a game day on a Sunday. Uh, but that Saturday, there's a couple There's a couple exciting games. I think West Virginia Penn State is one of those exciting games. Uh, there's a game in Nashville. Valley. You do that. Town. Nashville is hosting Tennessee, Virginia. I would think the good folks in Nashville would like a visit from game. So anyway, there's a few different ones. Uh, Utah, Florida is that weekend, but I believe that game's on a Thursday. Coach Prime opens at TCU. Which he said he was going to change. He did. Uh He said, we're going to change that. We're going to try to get a little something. And they said, nope, no, no, this is how. This is the schedule. This is it. Coach Prime's. Coach Prime's schedule maker did not do Coach Prime any favor. Well, did you see West Virginia's? You were talking about Penn State. Yeah. West Virginia, 
I mean, we're going to go undefeated, so that's sweet. Oh. And that's going to be a lot of yeah. fun. Maybe we'll get to pick a West Virginia game during game day a couple times. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. That is how, like, you know. That's where it starts. That's how you can tell, like, if a team's back or not. Yeah. If we're picking, it's kind of an indicator yeah. on how yep. the year goes, which games are being picked in there. Because there's some games that are on the list, just a little behind the scenes here. I've only been there uh like a full year pretty much, plus mm-hmm. a couple, I guess, from mm-hmm. 2019. But the first couple weeks I missed this year, there's games on there that we're picking that get for time. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not every single game that is on the rundown makes it into the picks. West Virginia's not even on the fucking rundown. Oh, no. Not like before the ones oh, no. even get. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's oh, not, not, not good. Like, let's go. Huh? We got time now, Pete. Let's let's. Let's get on the run, Doc. They weren't chopping block teams? They didn't even put them on there before? What about the backyard brawl week three, Pat? That's going to be pretty pretty Let's go. Here we go. I mean, what's that on, a Thursday or Saturday? No, Saturday. Oh! I think it's on a Saturday. Boom. Okay. Okay. We got Penn State, then we got Duquesne. That should be no problem. Well, We're we're 2-0 going into the backyard brawl. We assume Pitt is as well. Game day is going to be there. Ooh, it might okay. be. Yachty. Here we go. It might be. Yachty. Here we go. Now we're playing the game. Week three sounds like a blast. Last question for you here, Authority from Diggs. Yeah, Mr. Authority, let's play some uh, musical quarterbacks. Sam Hartman goes up to Notre Dame, the new, the new starter there. Five-star freshman who played a little bit last year for Notre Dame. Tyler Buckner goes to Alabama. A lot of people were surprised by that. Jalen Milrow was the, the guy who came in last year when, when Bryce was hurt. What's a quarterback situation looking like at Bama? Because, I mean, obviously the roster is good enough besides them to be national championship every year. Yeah, so Bama's roster is very good. But I will say this uh, before I dive in the quarterback question. they When they were running, like 2020 was one of the great teams that I've ever covered. They had three first-round picks at receiver. Right now they don't have that caliber of talent. Again, we're talking like elite, elite Heisman winner guys, Henry Ruggs, like top 10 picks. They have not proven at those skill positions to have that caliber of talent in the last year or so. So I think their quarterback room needed help. The fact that Tommy Reese brought in Tyler Buckner would make me think he starts. Now, will he start week one? I don't know that. He has to come in. He has to learn the offense. Remember – Nick Saban has a process, and that process doesn't involve grabbing a quarterback in May and sticking him in as the starter. So it's it's antithetical to kind of the the yeah. deliberate Whoa. nature of the way that Nick Saban has built things at uh, at Alabama. So I really feel like that is you know that that will be one of the biggest camp questions going going forward. But I mean, we saw Jalen Miller last year against A and M. He's clearly not a, a a natural thrower, right? So. Do they start with Milrow and then ease Buckner in? Uh, obviously, Simpson, the, the young quarterback from Tennessee, whose dad's coach at UT Martin, was thought to be the best long-term quarterback there. But he clearly, if he was ready, Nick Saban would play him. You don't go get a quarterback if you think someone in your room is ready. So, yeah, it's it's unsettled there. And if they are going to unlock the rest of the talent on that roster, they have to find an answer. Mil- hey. Run. There was a chance he was going to play, I think, during the season. Yeah. So the night before, I was doing some research on who he is, mm-hmm. and they just showed his – I watched like a six-minute highlight on this guy. I'm like, of course Alabama has this guy just fucking sitting in the bench right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. This guy's just sitting there, and then he gets in and throws a couple picks, a couple uh, Aaron throws. It's like, all right, well, let's get an offense coordinator that, you know, wants to make this work. Mm-hmm. Last question here before we let the authority go. You used the word antithetical? Yes. Is that – so, like, <laughs> right now you're trying to do that shit, or is that like – 
Is that everyday life? You're dropping antithetical, like standard conversation. <laughs> We're getting coffee. Yeah. Somebody asked a question about something. <laughs> antithetical potentially being used in conversation there? Yeah, when I'm changing my 15-month-old diaper, I say, Teddy, you kicking your legs is antithetical to me successfully getting this diaper change executed. Man, okay. what a legendary day out of you today, Pete. You yeah. said like 15 <laughs> things yep. that were just far beyond my education level. Yes. You're the man. We appreciate you so much, pal. Hey, Pat, appreciate you. Welcome aboard to you and everybody there. Hell yeah, we're lucky to be here. Oh, have you talked to Saban about how pissed he was at Pollock for what Pollock said after the national championship? Where he said, hey, Saban. Sorry uh, about it. Yeah. I think that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> about Alabama no longer being the Kings. He didn't say that at all. I think he just gave a very standard breakdown of what the right. state of football. But the internet certainly ran with Pollock dunking on Saban. Has Saban taken it that way at all? Have you have any inside sources over there? I've not asked him that, but I think Saban is a pragmatist at his core. And Jesus. I think that I think that yeah. Yeah, that was on purpose. But Georgia, Georgia's <laughs> won the national title two years in a row, right? That's pretty good. And Georgia did so by beating Alabama. So I think Nick knows where the, the you know the the goalposts have changed, and they're chasing him now. A person who's guided by more practical consideration than by ideals. What a what a oh. spot on <laughs> delivery yep. of the word, ladies. Saving. Hey, we that is yep. to a tease. Yeah. Practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always said that about your him. dictionary mm-hmm. guy goes like four two. Like, yeah, ZD Baby's got good hands mm-hmm. out there. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, that's, that's light. light Ladies and gentlemen, the authority, Pete Thamel. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Pete! Antithetical, pragmatist. What was another one? He had a couple Laid others. bare, something else laid bare. Yeah, his, his like opening, laid the way bare. he set up what he was going to say. Was, oh, it was oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause, you guy's know, speaking out of a fucking news article. Yeah, no, we so. all know this fucking guy. This is all work. What? I mean, you hear how he talks to us and how talks he he doesn't say a word fucking correct in three days, but he can he can pick those words out of Pete's mouth and spell them perfectly into a computer and fucking pull them up. Ooh, Ooh. that's a fair point, Tony. Great point. Hold the phone. What we're talking about is a little inside baseball here at the mm-hmm. office. ZD baby will say the wrong word, you know, eight to nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. usually. And just kind of just roll with it. Mm-hmm. I ain't defining them. Yeah, but that is the no. that is the thing. You being able to pick what the word was how it's potentially spelled, would kind of be antithetical to how you normally (laughs) operate with words. Absolutely. You know, and that is something like, I don't want you to get too emotional because I don't, you know, you should be a pragmatist in this whole thing, but Mm -hmm. that is not something, you're right, Tone, now that you pointed out, antithetical is not an easy, and there's no way a Google suggestion's popping up to anti, anti in sure. a Google suggestion. Yeah. Maybe anti-ethical. Anti-trust. Mm-hmm. Man, anti-every. I mean, think of the mm-hmm. Google suggestions yeah. that could be. That AI is reading your cookies. That one's trying to see, what are we anti? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a two-word, two-thing. That ain't one. For him to, the whole, uh-huh. you're right, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Something is amiss, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think my problem is brain to mouth. baby, working the gimmick. Work the gimmick. Oh, that's what he said. His problem is brain to mouth, not brain to fingies. Oh, oh, that makes sense. That's why I love food. You do an incredible job. <laughs> You do an incredible job of what you do, pal. I'm happy that old Super Pete could figure that out from... He was in his office. I didn't know he was going to be in his office there. Phone sliding down there on the book. Relatable. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Certainly not relatable brain, though. No. Casual dress, though, which authority. makes him more Dude, relatable. He's the authority. Yeah, some big words. I'll be in some of those production meetings for College Game Day on Friday, you know? And, uh, and I think those meetings were really where my thoughts on ESPN as a whole, changed a bit. Mostly because, like, the humans in there, like the workers that were in there, 
trying to get shit done, dogs. Peace. Absolute dog. Blue collar, dogs. Mm-hmm. Hey, need this? Boom, we'll go make it happen. Boom, we'll go make it happen. Uh, does ESPN have the capability to do this, get in with like the coach? Yes. Boom, we'll go make it happen. It was a very cool experience in there getting to know the people that have been around ESPN a long time. Like those people have been at ESPN long before a lot of the people we see on ESPN. So it's like I got to see kind of like uh, – I don't want to say like old school, but it, it did feel like mm-hmm. old school ESPN. Like, yeah. like the people that I was kind of dealing with in there. And I think alongside a lot of people lost hope in ESPN as a whole. I think a lot of people did. But then once I started getting in there and meeting some more people, I started being like, okay, 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 okay. You know, yeah, ESPN's still, still fucking ESPN. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It still got what it got. So I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be in those production meetings. There was a lot of fight at the beginning for me going to those because I was going to be missing the show here. Yeah, right. So like, hey, yeah. I do not want to go do that mentally. This I did not tell them this, but mentally I was like, I do not want to go do this. Yeah. Just put me on the fuck. What do we tell me which way we need to go and then let's go. We don't need to rehearse anything. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go through anything. I'm not good at that anyways. Like, what do we do? That was my first thoughts whenever I got in there. And then quickly I was like, ah, I'm joining a new team. They got like 30 Emmys. They've been around a long time. Have to show my face. Mm-hmm. Boys can handle program. AJ can handle program. Even though it's my business, 13 employees, high stakes, literally a lot going on. No guaranteed audience any day, Mm-mm. ever. No lead-in audience, ever. One thing can piss some people off and never get that. So not doing the show here on Friday was a massive, that was a massive struggle for me. And some people might think that that isn't the right way to look at it. It was. And then once I realized, like, I had to go earn the trust of everybody at game day, too. It was a quick decision. I was like, no, I got to fucking be there. But I was thankful to be in there. Listening to Pete Thamel in there, though, was certainly a, holy shit, this guy knows everybody. Eye-opening experience. Yeah, because something will come up. Hey, we're going to talk about this in this particular segment here. And then Pete would, well, I just chatted with the janitor that was in the building. They said that the toilet was actually clogged, which is why we saw them walking from one building to the other. <laughs> it was not an actual protest of what they think. Like, just obviously that never happened. Yeah. But that was the type of fucking information sure. that was coming out of Pete. So every time he would talk, I'm like, man, you are a savior for me because I'm a, once I hear something, it's pretty much locked in there right. mm-hmm. forever. Now, how's it going to be used? When's it going to come out? What is the thought behind it? We'll certainly say the authority told me earlier mm-hmm. that this was happening. Let me give credit, but he was a weapon and it was like watching him work was very cool. Cause as soon as he was out of that meeting, he was on a phone with somebody and then he had another phone that was in an AirPod. <laughs> so he's literally at all times. We did, we were at a dinner where he was at. Oh yeah. He was not there. No. No. Not at all. I couldn't even imagine what his life is like. The fact he stopped to do our show, I don't even know how he did it. Yeah. Probably missed 55 calls. Think about how many schools there were. We, we talked to Rap Sheet, and then obviously Schefter's in that world, Tom Pelissero, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Garofalo. Garofalo. Also Fowler, I think. Fowler's yeah, in there. Fowler's Brucini. in that world. Mm-hmm. Brucini's in there. Whenever, mm-hmm. you know, she just comes in and kills the game for like a yeah, month. Right. And then just and, yeah, Jay, kind of bounces out. Yeah, yeah. They got to deal with Jay, 32 yeah. teams with a lot of similar people in positions of power. Yeah. You know, so a lot of those people probably have connections for a long time. 
college. It's like 130 schools. Yes. The new coach every Bigger single teams. year. Yeah. New players every single yeah. year. It's like he's building up relationships like at all times, like uh, which is the insider job. So I'm very thankful he came on. Sounds like there's a mess happening with that Peacock deal with the Big Ten, though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't get that. And then reading into it more and basically seeing that like Kevin Warren kind of saw all this stuff coming. And I guess like like you mentioned, like why not just be like, oh, you guys will figure it out. Well, just agreeing to things too. There's a lot of times in negotiation. And uh, I found this fascinating where, like, one conversation, you're talking, you're figuring it out. One thing can be said, and then you just, you're just you bebopping through convo, and one of the parties can immediately have a different thought of, like, oh, interesting. So we aren't getting that. Mm. So now we got to revisit that in a later conversation. Mm-hmm. So to just be like, yeah, boom, like at all times, it's very easy in negotiations to be like, yeah, yeah, because you're staying high level. Let's just get a deal done. And then once we get in the weeds, we'll just kind of figure it all out. A human who helped me immensely in this entire process about like, don't, because negotiation is real. You know, like negotiation Mm -hmm. is negotiation. Mm -hmm. Negotiation can feel like you're just in a conversation. And when you're in that conversation, you're in a full negotiation. And I don't know if people... Everybody knows that. You're in a negotiation with the person that's paying. You're in a negotiation with the people around the person because if that person has a little bit of a positive thing, they're going to say something to that person. Right. And that is full-on negotiation. Nick Khan, okay, formerly of CAA, who is now, I believe, the president of the WWE. Yep. He was a fucking weapon for us through this entire process so that I could maintain having creative control. Mm-hmm. And so I could, you know, potentially make a little bit of a change in my, is it kosher to say things like this? I would ask Nick, Hey, can I tell these people? I heard them say this, Nick. Okay. They said, well, with some compromises. Okay. I kept the conversation flowing, got off the convo, but Nick, I should certainly tell these people they don't fucking get it. They can go fuck themselves. And I ain't about certain compromises at all. Is that how this should normally go? Is that what you would do? And then Nick, who's in the middle of a fucking negotiation with the WWE, mm-hmm. they just sell to Endeavor for multiple billions of dollars, would text me back. And then every once in a while, I would get a text from uh, a Vince McMahon oh, that would be okay. like, hey, don't. Right now is not the time. Not whatever. yet. And it's like, that was a very, I was very fortunate for Nick Khan, very fortunate for Vince through this whole process. But like to get to the point where there's massive confusion on what the deal is, mm-hmm. like there's been so many convos that had to have got to this point mm-hmm. where people were just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because these happy conversations mm-hmm. that are hap- talking about what the future could be together and what it would cost and everything, those are all happening in combo. It's not like, this is my number, this is my number. And then, oh, I'll see you next week. Like, that's not how fucking negotiation no, goes. No. That's not how, like, concepts of the show go. That's not how what the fucking games are going to be that you're actually going to be paying for. Like, that all happens in a lot of combos. So since they're at the point now where it's like, nah, it's like that feels like there was some real fuckery going on. Big time. And I would assume that there's a side of that negotiation that isn't exactly thrilled. And that would probably be Peacock. But I'm not going to speak for them i'm not saying it but to hear like indiana illinois no offense no but that that is what i thought and i like i had forgotten about it but um because like ohio state michigan in my head as soon as i heard big tens going to nbc it's like well there's a home run yeah that's right that's a massive penn state wisconsin night game or any of those but the cbs ones that's where where people 
had been expecting to see like Alabama and Georgia play, or it was like the big SEC game. Yeah. And now. No offense to the Big Ten. The bottom of every conference has, you know, I don't want to say no name because they certainly are a good group of. Group, group of men out yeah, there. Right. And they're all trying to make it. And some teams could give it a go. My West Virginia team that I was very fortunate to be on was like that. When we got primetime games, I don't think people were necessarily excited the first couple times where our name was on there. But then our team was electrifying. And that can certainly happen with some teams that are at the bottom of a conference now. We'd obviously go on to win four bowl games. Should have won a natty. That's on me. Pat White would go on to become one of the greatest college football players of all time. Steve Slayton, Owen Schmidt, the whole crew would do that. And that can happen. But if, if you're only getting the bottom third of the conference. Yeah, it's not good. That is not what I thought it was. No. Like I, 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 in my head, it was like Peacock's got the Big Ten. Um, ESPN. ESPN's got the SEC. Mm-hmm. And then like who CBS maybe has a Pac-12 and Big Ten or something like Fox that. Fox had like the Big 12. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. But that's not the case at all. Fox still has all the Big Ten. Yeah. All the Big Ten big games. And then, yeah, I assume all of like, the Big 12. But Did but, we know that? I did. I feel like I didn't know I remember that. the CBS thing, but I forgot because like I, even Big Ten fans would tell you like – you, I mean, some so like some of the SEC games that you're getting that aren't great. Like, there's still a chance that you're going to watch Ole Miss score like 56 points on Saturday. Yeah. Like, if you get Northwestern and Illinois on at 3:30 on Saturday on CBS and in November, like cold, rainy. Oh my! No one wants to fucking watch that, and so, there's a chance that that's going to happen. No yeah. offense, both those teams could go on to Illinois, especially with the they way they're playing football. Year, yeah. Great school. They could go on to be. We're not. We are just saying. Uh, it's kind of an antiquated thought, I guess, on what wow. it used to be. Yeah. Uh, so th- please insert any school in the Big Ten at yeah. the bottom yeah. that is playing against another Big Ten school at the bottom in the middle of a miserable fucking Midwestern day yeah. on national TV when it used to be something different. But that's, hey, the next couple chapters of the college football are going to be very fascinating with it all. Players' money, league's money, yeah. coaches' money. School money. What? What if conference? I mean, there's so much shit. To so, yeah. So with Pete, like, did it sound like Fox gets to pick their first game, and then CBS picks the second game, and then NBC picks the third game, or is it? Sounds like Big Ten said we would like to make more money off TV deals. We feel like now is a good time. This is what Warren said. I'd assume before the Chicago Bears job was an oh, option. Right. I assume beforehand. Who knows if that affected any of it? Let's assume he was negotiating in good faith on behalf of the Big Ten and for Peacock the entire time. But I think Fox and the Big Ten would then have to agree on which games go. So I don't think it's like first for each week. They can, I think they they can just take. They out. own the whole thing until yeah. 2026. They can say these games are completely off the table. We actually own it. You sold the right to ownership. So if you want to go into business together, and make some more money, and think we can sublease these things, I'm cool with that as well. And if you're Fox, why would you give up? No chance. Your marquee games. Yeah. yeah. Week no, to week, you, I. Week to week, I haven't seen it yet, but it says the Big Ten uh, championship game will will rotate. On in twenty twenty six, so uh, Fox, CBS, and NBC over the seven year duration of the agreement, Fox will get twenty twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty nine. CBS gets twenty four and twenty eight. NBC gets twenty twenty six. So the NBC one was the forty million one. Is that what? Because yeah. he said mm-hmm. yeah. he said twenty twenty six Big Ten championship. Fascinating. Let's get to a break. Nice. Hour two will be on the other side. Pete Tham will put this tweet out, and he got me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got Perfect. Yeah. He knows. He knows. I'm going to mm-hmm. look at the photo anyway. Any photo you post on there, if I'm interested in the tweet of the photo, I'm going to look around that fucking photo anyways. Yeah. Yep. So if it's just words, cool. At least look. I'm getting a little direction. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly. looking around it, and if it's just words, too. 
Well, if it's a picture, though, you're looking at what, where, where are we? So zooming in. Uh, Did you happen to see that one guy who got uh, fired from his job or he quit his job? And he was a graphic designer, and he's been putting uh, Bush's baked beans in every single graphic that he made. So like, he posted a bunch of them, and he was just like, hey, good luck. He got fired for that? Happy hunting. No, no, no. He left before. After leaving, he made the announcement, I will be you know, stepping away. Also, there's Bush beans in every single one of these graphics. Good luck finding it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's genius. It is. Yeah. It's a little tag. Yeah. I like it. The old Bush's bean graphic design. They were mm-hmm. tough to find. Took me about an hour. Those are always the best back of cereals. Oh, yeah. Yes. The search. Mm-hmm. You know, Fruity Pebbles had a good one. Yeah. They had a really good one for a bit. Then they got too easy. Hey, too easy. They dumbed them. All of them. All Dumb, of them. Dumbed all of them down. Well, that's that's life. Yeah, everyone wants a winner. <laughs> Says the cowboy. <laughs> well said, Tom. Let's get to a break. A.J. Hawk will be on the other side. Can't wait to hear his thoughts on the Big Ten being in absolute chaos right now with all the big games being okay because they're yeah. going to be on Fox. Right. Yes. <laughs> so the ones that make money going to be on one particular network. We did not know that. I did not know that. Plus, A.J., what's going on around the NFL? I saw Bryce Young in his Carolina Panthers uniform. He looks Ooh, sweet. He looks good. so cool, dude. Yeah. Great uniform. There's a lot of that going on in the NFL right now, honestly. Uh, yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Big Ben. Oh, oh, yeah. Boom. That's what we stick around for. Yep. Former teammate of A.J. Hawk's brother, Ryan Hawk. <laughs> yes. Who is the host of... The Learning Leaders Podcast. Which is a podcast that interviews uh, executives and motivational human beings. Correct. And he also beats the fuck out of Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. at the same exact time every morning when he's in Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. He was my alarm clock at the American Century Championship because he would go into the lake behind our house and beat the fuck out of the water. It's crazy. So loud that it literally woke me up. Yep. It was like a wave crashing every time his palm hit the water. That was a glassy air because of how calm it was. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I didn't get to talk to him. Legend. Beat. Absolute legend. Former teammate of Ben Roethlisberger. That's right. So AJ might have a little different thought about what's Ooh. going on with Ben and Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Ben didn't like Kenny Pickett to begin with. Whoa. No. That's the story. No, Whoa. it's not. You know it's not. That is Whoa. the story. Hey, we're going to ESPN. Well, that's a good tease, though. At the beginning, Ben hated Kenny. That's right. That's true. That's just true. Uh, his words. That's not what he said. His that's words. What, that could be true, though. Yeah. If we were to leave it as that, mm-hmm. there was no that personal. is a true statement. We'll talk about it. Ben hated Kenny Pickett. Messed Might up. still hate him. Wow. Ah. Yeah. Not, that would be not, wrong. not really. We got to gotta reel that in. Yeah, that back. Redact. We yeah. got to redact that. Yeah, you can redact that one. That is not true. Might still hate the idea of him being successful. That's not true either. That could be true. I said might. Oh, there's a possibility that there's deep not. down. Boom. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. There is. That's our. That's because we're going to ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, yeah, we got to get acclimated. I mean, what are we, what are we talking about? Could you, Daryl Mushnick, he's not happy. No, he's never happy though. Uh-uh. Mushnick is not happy, dude. Fuck that guy. Whoa, jeez, Louise. obscenity, Laden. I was going to say exactly yeah. to that man. He was <laughs> awesome. Oh, I enjoy. I, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy. Oh yeah, a pretty good amount. Full turn. It's going to keep going, you know. Yeah, it's only going to grow, mm-hmm. and we have to accept that as well. And I'm talking to me mostly, but all of us. We're about to be on every single television in the United States of America. Yes. There's going to be people that hate us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Ron Mushnick is not going to be happy. Listen, Ronnie 
his friends. Bud. There's a lot of people that don't even know that they're going to hate us yet. Oh, yeah, but boy. We're going to have to get used to that. And right now, our people hate us. That's right. So this is like a good warm-up almost. Mm-hmm. But we just got to, this is our lives now. Yeah. Another this is what it is. Yep. This is good. We worked our asses off to get to this That's stage. That's right. Amen. We wanted to get to this stage. Absolutely. Actually, we did not. Would have been cool a couple <laughs> stages lower. Yeah. Well, but I'm, since yeah. we're here, fuck it. For every Phil Mushnick not being happy about Ooh. it, there is. I mean, there was seven. Ron. 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 Phil. Phil. Jeff. Whatever his Actual fucking name, name is. I think it's Phil. Phil. Um, Hell yeah. There's always the other side of it, which was there. It was a glowing, beautiful piece written about us in the Las Vegas Journal Review. Hell yeah. Thank well, you. And not to mention, there was another great piece that came out this weekend. From Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. That true. was sweet to read. All right, let's get to a break. People have been very kind. People have been very rude. But I think that's our life now. Yeah. Dana, wrote, yeah. wrote, Dana wrote a bus in the Las Vegas. I don't know. If Dana does hate somebody in that. Remember? they went I don't know. The, the guy who wrote it said he watches every day. And he's basically saying, like, this might be the number one Golden Knights show on the internet. That's the truth. He knows. Hell yeah. He knows. No doubt about it. Dude, we had fucking Stoner on. So he, said, he scored. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> no big deal. We watched practice live. Mm-hmm. Tough week. I've they look live. good. Joining us now from an attic in Ohio is a guy who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. Whoa. He's a Ryder Cup winner, a uh, champion of Ohio. He's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, one of the oldest franchises in the entire football world. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Yeah. A.J., how you doing, pal? I'm good. Good to see uh, Ty back from his suspension. I didn't know he had such a good time during the suspension, though. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed about it, actually. I was hoping, like, gloom and doom, you know, because suspension's supposed to be oh, bad. You yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. should do in-office suspensions from now on where he just has to sit on a chair right there and watch Dude, us do the show. I spent a week in in-school suspension. Yep. That's brutal. Because For what? I wouldn't write an apology to the teacher. <laughs> a week. Teacher, the guy that ran in-school was like, come on, can you just... I'll get you out of here. Real quick. Come on. All you got to say. Apology for what? So I was sleeping in her class. Fact. Uh-huh. I do apologize for that. It happens in high school. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about it. Late nights, early morning. Seats were, tables were facing each other. Desks were facing each other. I love that. In the room. She walked down center. Okay. I'm kind of th- a third of the way if you're looking at one of the rows from right to left. Sure. So, you know, like a third. Yeah, you get it. Like mm-hmm. in the, nothing crazy. In the mix. We watched a movie one day. She sat in the seat in front of me, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. Sat in front of me. Movie comes on to left. I'm directly behind her. She's not going to be turning around looking at me. No way. I start snoozing. I apologize. Okay? I was dead asleep. Something happened. Some fuckery happened in the area in which I was sitting that made people laugh on the other side of the room. Teacher felt as if something was happening to her. Oh. Sure. Okay? So I get awoken up by a very pissed off teacher who said that I was embarrassing her and that I was making funny things behind her and kicked me out and sent me down to in-school suspension. So Jeez. imagine my surprise coming right out of that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, not. What the hell happened? I'm reeling at this point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm in quite a mental place. Going to in-school, guy was the officer, the cop, literally my neighborhood growing up. I know him well. I knew him well. Mm-hmm. So he goes, uh, he gets called from her explaining the situation. He asked me my situation. Obviously, he does not believe me. Uh, he thinks that I'm lying. So he says, I have to write up what happened and an apology, and that'll, be, that'll get you out of here or whatever. I said, cool. So I wrote up exactly what happened. 
I was dead ass asleep. Yeah. When I woke up, I was taken back by getting kicked out of this class out of nowhere. It was crazy. Didn't do anything. I am so sorry that she was embarrassed and I will not fall asleep in class. Pat handed it to him. He said, she's not going to accept this. <laughs> what? I'm like, well, I don't know. So he has to take it to her. Mm -hmm. She does not accept it. <laughs> We're back again the next day. Yep. <laughs> We're back again the next day. We're back again the next day. Never got it out of me. That's why when people were like, "Wow, Pat apologized to Brett Favre," mm -hmm. which our whole thing is like, you have no idea how deep this is. Yeah. Like if I if I feel like I am in the right, which is tough to deal with. I hate dealing with me too. But if I feel like I'm in the right, uh, you're not going to get me to move. And she passed away now. Miss Clancy found that out. Damn. You know that that whole never, week never got her apology. Never, oh. <laughs> never. Ne they, remember, they asked me to... Never mind. How'd you resolve it, though? How'd you get back in class? Just the next week came, and they were like, yeah, I can't hold you in here forever. So I was like, <laughs> okay. all right, I'm fucking back. I'm back in it. It was crazy, dude. She and I had multiple run-ins, though. She was not the, uh, the biggest fan. I would assume that's not your, your only run-in with, with someone like that if she's demanding an apology and... Yeah. Like, if your story goes as you said, yeah, you were just sleeping. Well, I definitely was just sleeping. Yeah. 1,000%. She and, got a little embarrassed, maybe. It's not yeah. even offensive to her, though. She's not, like, lecturing. She's showing a movie. So if you fall asleep, it's not on her. I'm assuming that we went to, like, one of the biggest asshole schools of all time. I a think. A lot of jagoffs. So many jagoffs. I mean, it's just. Everywhere. I do assume somebody potentially said something. A lot of jagoffs. Or did something yeah. Yeah. behind flipping her, her Flipping her off to, like, her be behind her head and stuff yeah. like that. I didn't find that out until, like, day two. Of in school, like what, what she was actually, actually oh. what she was mad about. What like, was it? I don't. I think something happened like right behind her that made somebody laugh. But I took I took the fall for it. Fall guy. I did not apologize though then, and I don't apologize now. I'm proud of us guys. Hell yeah! yeah. I'm proud of us. AJ, let's dive into some conversations here. Uh, whenever you think about golf, do you think about it dominating a fucking weekend? Because I do. Did you watch all day yesterday? I got hooked. Now, granted, I got baby. You know, wife got baby. We're all, oh, are we figuring out baby still alive? We figured out dadding and momming. Mm -hmm. That's good news. But golf is so perfect to put on TV and watch all day. And the boys were throwing darts, AJ. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was, it was awesome. I got to see, like, it was early on. I was kind of in and out. And then the last uh, seven, eight holes, I definitely got to dial in a little bit more. But, man, for Brooks to kind of, how he went through the whole all day Sunday, I mean, I can imagine, like, each hole going on, how he could start to, envision winning that thing think how tough it is to hit some of those shots man like he's so good okay even in like 17 when there was a little bit or 18 17 we'll say 16 when he goes up two with uh one left or whatever like that little three foot putt your brain can still oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. difficult yep. you know what i mean your brain can still you rim that all of a sudden hold on now yeah it's one mm -hmm. turns back on and then hold, and we got one hole left and then you're on the tee box Immediately afterwards, and you're like, everything's been going good, right? But then it just, no, everything is good. Everything's good. Rough, everything's good. The rough is nine feet tall, too. You know, if you hit it out of the fairway, you, you might be completely screwed, too. I think that's why I enjoy following the whole thing. Yes. Because all it takes is one fuck-up. Like Hovland putting that thing right into the side of the sand trap yep. like Connors did on Saturday. Like the exact same thing. Two pros shanking a sh that shot mm -hmm. in the same exact way and back-to-back. Wow. -back. That's, that's a wild thing. Nuts. Just blading it directly into the side of a sand trap. You don't see that ever. Then for it to be the exact same sand trap, exact same yep. club, exact same outcome, back-to-back -back days, that's a beautiful moment there. And then I was paying attention to the, uh, the official, the PGA official. Had to. Because it was a different official from yesterday. I didn't know if they all had their own holes. I think they have groups that they go around. I will be 
the official uh, for all of golf today. Any questions you have about any of the fuckery you would like to do to score better, you have to ask me first. So them putting the tee down, having no, no closer to the hole with a driver, they both said the same exact thing. I thought that was good for the game of golf, AJ. I thought yeah. that was very good for the yeah. game of golf because if you get two different answers there, holy shit, now everybody's questioning everything. It is, but why is Phil pissed? I know Phil talked afterwards and said, I'm going to continue to hold these people accountable. What's he upset about? Well, he's won six. Um, he's won six majors. Kapka's won five. So I think that... You think? I think that might be what he's uh, pissed Yeah, about. hot on his heels. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, he just This guy's been golfing how long? He's 33 years old. I'm 100 and I got six. This guy's already got five. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely <laughs> balling. How would he do if he was in the Tiger Woods era? That's what Phil says, I assume. Joining us now is a man who knows Phil well, mm-hmm. obviously knows the game of golf incredibly well, mm. has been one of the voices of golf for a very long time. We all knew whenever we heard that Irish accent that something electrifying was about to come out of a mouth and it was going to make us think, react, and normally say, Hey, that dude's fucking hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, David Faraday. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey, thank you for joining us. Obviously, massive weekend for golf. Immediately following, getting a chance to ask your thoughts about it. We are honored and blessed for that. Brooks Kepka could have potentially choked at any moment yesterday and just continued throttle down to get his fifth major. How impressive of a performance was that? And what were your thoughts while it was kind of all taking place? Well, I was on the edge of my seat, Pat. Um, it was just, uh, it was a fantastic thing for us to watch at live. You know, I mean, it sort of affirms what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, we have some of the best players in the world. And uh, you know, after his disappointment at the Masters, uh, I think all of us were on the edge of our seats, you know, watching. And you're right, you know, it could have gone pear-shaped at, uh, at any point during that round. That golf course is so uh, so punishing. Uh, one loose shot and, uh, you know, it can all disappear. So he, he was really impressive. I heard Brooks talk afterwards about it, that he, he learned from the mistakes he made at the Masters. What are some of those mistakes and what? how can you, like, how can you master them or get over them that quickly? Yeah, it seems mental, right? Yeah, it's just it's that six inch gap between the ears. That's what it is. And, you know, it boils boils down to, you know, not being afraid to miss. Uh, th- that's the key. You know, when you get tentative, um, it, it's uh, it's a death wish when it comes to golf. Um, you've got to keep the pedal down and, uh, you know, stay really positive. And you know, being positive is about being you know not afraid to miss or not afraid to hit bad shots. Because if you are, you know, that, that, that creates an environment that you can play in. You know, if, if, if making it or missing it, if you can make them both seem equal, you know, then you create that environment where you can either make a putting stroke or make a full swing without wanting the ball back. Staying positive, I think, comes from confidence. Just as somebody who, for a living, did uh, something where you had to repeat an act that was pretty boring on a regular basis. People compare it to golf, but vastly different, different muscles, different brain. But having to repeat a motion and having a sweet spot be small, I think, like, your confidence is is because of why you're in a good mood. Like, one comes with the other, I think. And then success follows it immediately. It's amazing what your brain can do to it, especially if you're working hard. And we go back to Brooks Kepka on that drive to survive or 
full tour, full swing, full, full swing. swing golf on Netflix. Whenever we watch his episode, he seemed broke, man. It was like this guy who we all have massive respect for, love the way he operated. Normally had a big old half a tin mm-hmm. in the mouth. Normally always has smug looks, still looks awesome. A lot of deuces. The way he walks, he just oozes like charisma, even though he doesn't even like talking to people much, it seems like. So we were very confused whenever we watched that that episode on him. But then we also understood why he maybe took the deal to go to live. It made a little bit more sense. It's like, hey, this guy feels as if he's never going to win a golf tournament again. That seems like what we're looking at. And then the live deal comes in and almost makes like sense from us looking back on it. What have you seen from Brooks since he has joined live? And what do you think live has kind of helped him with finding his form again? Because it felt like he was maybe broken there. Yeah, you know, he he was very emotional uh, after his win in Orlando and, uh, you know, and his win in Jeddah also. You know, he he wasn't sure at all whether he was going to make it back to the top of the pile um, after that really serious knee injury and and a a very complicated surgery and a long rehab. Um, And he's an interesting guy. Uh, You know, he does have that sort of tough exterior um, he's got that sort of gunfighter's walk, you know, about him, a swagger, um, you know, and uh, but he's he's kind of soft, you know, on the inside. You know, you, you could see he was close to tears. Um, you know, it, it meant so much to him, especially after the disappointment at the Masters. You know, to be able to come back and do this, it really was, uh, you know, I, I think a, a crowning moment for him. Do you think it's like work or how do you think he got, do you think he put work into his game? Like, what do you, how do you oh, yeah. get through that? Cause everybody kind of goes through it, right? I mean, Jordan mm-hmm. Spieth was supposed to be the guy. Boom. Rory was supposed to be the yeah. guy. Boom. It was good to see him back, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see Rory well. back. Yeah. It has been great to see that, but all these guys were supposed to be the guys and then they kind of fall off. Feels like Brooks was supposed to be one of those. And then we watch that doc on him. It's like, this guy feels like he's, what, what is it? You just got to work through it. Do some guys never get well? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he worked through it for sure, but it's so hard these days, you know, to be at the top uh, in golf. The strength and depth um, in the fields, you know, is just phenomenal. You know, pretty much everyone that tees it up can win. Hell, we saw a club pro yesterday, Michael Block, uh, you know, playing so well. Um, it's uh, But the, the strength and the, and the depth of the fields, you know, there are so many new youngsters coming out. Victor Hovland is only 25. He is going to have a hell of a career. Um, you know, I, but I think that's got a lot to do with it. It's, it's, it's hard to stay. You know, Tiger Woods was at the top of 631 weeks. Greg Norman was like 330 weeks. Um, you know, we're not going to see that again, I, I don't think, you know, because of that sort of talent that's been percolating up to the, the top. That's a good song there. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler's been phenomenal to watch. <laughs> yeah. He started dancing a little bit yesterday. That was good to see. He had a bad Saturday by his standards mm-hmm. and was one of the only seven people under par still. Like, mm-hmm. he is phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Bland. Bland. Oh, yeah. Very bland. Bland. He is bland white golfing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever seen it. <laughs> but his talent is so entertaining to watch. Yeah. He's doing stuff that... You know, just on such a consistent basis, you don't expect. And then you think about Michael Block just Damn. coming into the fucking program this weekend. Yeah. Tone has a question yeah. for you since you brought him up. That was the story of the weekend, I believe. Yeah, David. So I believe it was Friday. He was, I can't remember what hole it was. It was a par three, though. And, and he was playing well at this point. And then he just shanked one straight right. And I thought, like, any normal person or a normal average golfer, not a professional golfer, obviously, that's all they think about the rest of the round and the next three <laughs> months that they're playing golf. 
How does like yeah. in the professional world, like if that happens, if a shake like that happens, like how how does that play in your guys' mind, and how impressive is it that like he was able to overcome that? Yeah, you know, it's uh, they say it's the closest thing to a perfect shot, which is uh, garbage. <laughs> it's not, uh, but. We're, we saw Dustin Johnson hit a shank um, on the uh, on the seventh hole last week in Tulsa uh, in our live event. I mean, a clean pipe. It just went, you know, 60 yards right. And he came back and birdied the next two holes. You know, so th- these guys are so mentally tough. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's it's easy for us not to hit a shank. Let's put it that way. You know, you make sure you hit it a little little closer to the toe. And we're talking millimeters at this level of the game. You know, with the sweet spot in a golf club is real small. But, uh, you know, they can move it around. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's okay. Happy to hear you're all right. I was battling little allergies last week. Yeah, you were, yeah. I'm yeah. taking Claritin in the morning, Allegra at night. I mean, it is. Ooh. I'm trying to get all sides <laughs> of this thing taken care of. All good. Don't you worry about coughing ever with us. We appreciate you having your conversation <laughs> with us. Let's, let's expand, though, on Michael Block. Because I feel like whenever I go to these courses that have a course pro, a PGA pro, they're on the driving range. And if they're hitting the ball, it's phenomenal to watch. I mean, it's like they're yeah. hitting everything out there. And I always ask, like, hey, why aren't you in like the – why aren't you just winning the – and they talk about, oh, no, it's a different level. Pros are a different level. Pros are a different level. Yeah. Michael Block, I guess, has played in some tournaments. He said that in one of his interviews mm-hmm. while he's walking down uh, the fairway. He said he doesn't do as many instructional things anymore because he's been lucky enough to win some golf tournaments so he doesn't have to grind for 90 minutes, 150 bucks, telling people to come out of the pocket, mm-hmm. come out of the pocket, mm-hmm. and hit that thing solid. Mm-hmm. What do you think is different about him? And he's got invited to next week's tournament as well. Do you think he has, he staying, has. Do you think he has staying power with how he plays? Um, it, it's really tough, you know, for a club pro to come out here, even if you don't teach much, even if you do play a lot. Uh, you know, the, the standard is so incredibly high on, on these professional tours. Um, you know, Michael might play well this week at Colonial in Fort Worth. Um, you know, I, I, it's an interesting story, no matter what way you look at it. Um, but it's, it's very tough to play, uh, to play at that level one week in a row, never mind two. Yeah, I'm excited to see, like, what if he plays good? That'd be, That'd be so awesome. sweet. Huh? Because he had it, too. He had yeah. the moxie. Yeah. Another yeah. hole-in-one. You know, on 18, with the uh, three-wood yeah. that he had been shaping, he goes in the pe- middle of the people. So perfect for the story. And allegedly, they were filming the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, they are uh, filming the behind-the-scenes, the whole thing. Him having a hole-in-one, that's going to be fantastic part of the story. Yeah. But him hitting that shank on 18, then having to make the putt after the flop, to stay yeah. in top 15, knowing that that means he's in next year's tournament, which is a massive deal if you watched him operate at all. That's a huge deal for him. So him stepping over there and making, what if Michael Block's fucking got it? Let's do he it. Might? You know what I mean, Ty? Yeah. What if this guy's got it and he just didn't know? He just needed the situation to pop up in his life for him to prove it. What if Michael Block's a guy? <laughs> Crazier things have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. You know, stranger things have happened. You know, we've seen it more often on the Champions Tour and the Senior Tour where a guy's been a club pro his whole life and comes out all of a sudden you know find something you know to see it on the p uh, on the pj tour you know w- would be uh well i mean that would be different for sure. impossible that's you're a saying big leap. sounds like you're saying yeah. impossible yeah yeah uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 hey that champions yeah. tour <laughs> champions tour any chance of like somebody that never played professionally and at the age of 36 still can't really make a putt or do many good things around a green you think there's a chance of the champions tour being a level that that particular person who i am just making up 
Fake human. Yeah, random. Fake human. Do you think there's a chance that person could get on the Champions Tour at any point? Champions Tour at any point? Not a, not a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> 20 years? 20 years? Really? 20 well, years? Time to practice. That guy's got a lot. 20 years. Better start playing. Better start playing. Yeah, 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 you better start. Better start practicing now, that's for sure. But, the, you know, these guys have played their whole lives. Most of them, you know, I mean, you're talking about Iron Man, you know, like Langer. You know, it's he's just, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's a freak of nature. All right. Well, that guy's going to make it. Yeah, there's <laughs> still a chance. That guy's going to make it. And uh, I can't wait to see it happen. Just like I can't thank you enough for joining us, sir. Are you So hold on. So you're every, every live on CW. You are commentating? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, what has been the reaction from you guys on the CW situation? Now, you ha- you're going to have to say probably positive things, which I assume it is. And on the back end, you know, we're rolling out a new product on a new home. But, like, that yeah. cutoff thing that happened, what was that, last? With Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah. Last week. Like, that was what you guys yeah. were hoping for, right? And then it gets, like, that's kind and of what you're hoping happens on your program. And then the cutoff, is yeah. that just relationship building still? Like, what are your thoughts on it all and how it's kind of gone? I, I think relationship building is, is the way they put it. You know, the CW were real excited about the product. It's a new thing, you know. It, it's uh, uh, and a lot of the affiliates cut away. That uh, very few of them will in the future. I think you'll see. You know, when you see golf at that standard, you know, with the, with that kind of an exciting finish, <laughs> there was a bit of an uproar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about. It. I mean, that oh, was yeah. a big thing. Like DJ and Cam. Hey, we got we got what we star. This is what we would want if we could. And then all of a sudden, yeah. now you don't want Tree Hills on. That's right. Should wrap this up a little bit earlier. <laughs> It's like sports are tough. Sports are tough. We appreciate you so much for joining us, and hopefully we'll get a chance to chat with you soon. It's a pleasure, guys. Anytime. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Faraday. Yeah! That CW deal. Yeah, that's tough. It is taking some. How many years? I don't know. It's taking some shots, though. Over the the beginning. I mean, you you heard what he said, though. They I don't, don't see a lot of the affiliates cutting away again. I assume they got to. Yep. You should have seen how toxic the reaction was over here mm-hmm. while that answer was being given. We all understand what was being implied by people that immediately think <laughs> the same way these types of guys do. Uh, AJ, let's talk about a, another deal that we kind of misjudged. And you, as the champion of Ohio, right. Right. which has the most important school in the Big Ten, I believe, I mean, Michigan obviously has had this school's number for a long time, but he's the actual reigning current champion Mm -hmm. of the school of the Big Ten. Yeah. Yes. Ryan Day said, and let there be light, Mm -hmm. and said, this is our champion. Yes. This is our voice. Our leader. This is our face. Look at that face. Yep. It kind of looks like the trophy that we just gave him. That's because the trophy is a football and a baseball home plate. Mm Mm-hmm. Greatest jawline in the history of sport. The representative of Ohio State. Sounds like all of Ohio State's games are still on Fox and not on Peacock. Did you know this? Did you hear our conversation with Pete Thamel? It sounds like there's still a lot to figure out with the Big Ten TV deal. And as the champion of Ohio State, I would like to hear kind of if you knew that and maybe I was just out of the loop. I didn't know it was official that uh, all their games would be on Fox, but I assumed it would be. I, I would assume when all of the, the, the rights deals were up, I know that's the biggest thing. Like that Ohio State-Michigan game, Fox obviously wants that. That's a huge part of the package. And then I, I didn't – yeah, I, I was. I, I assume they weren't going to be streaming the games on Peacock this year for Ohio State. Maybe a few of them, though, I would assume, right? But I think NBC has a game, too. Yeah. 
I do. Yeah, NBC's getting big into the Big Ten now. But well, the well, that's games, what we're saying. I'm getting all the scraps though. Uh-huh. I don't know because yeah. Fox owns the rights to these games. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till 2026. So does Fox sell them to sell one-offs or packages to NBC? Yeah. They're subleasing some of them. Yeah, Fox agreed to do that because the Big Ten uh, uh, Commissioner Warren, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Warren, Warren, Kevin Warren. What I guess. He or the Big Ten as a whole was like, oh, TV deals right now. A lot of money going out. We could potentially make more money off of this deal. So I think they were the ones that had to pitch Fox because Fox owned the TV rights. And then they started negotiating these deals. And seemingly, we do not know if this is the case or not. Seemingly, Kevin Warren was like, yeah, good, good, Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, you got it. Sure. (laughs) Boom. And then he goes to the Chicago Bears. Shout out. Bear down. Bear down. He goes down the Chicago Bears. New Paisano, Tony Petiti. Petiti. Yep. Tony Petiti mm-hmm. picks this thing up. And I guess there's a lot of loose ends that need to be figured out on who is actually going to be playing over there, who can't play over there. Tolerances were brought up. Like, can't play at night in Happy Valley in November. Why? Snow. You want to yep. get out of there in snow? No way. Mm-mm. No night oh, games. Though. Can't do it. And they got the prime time. It's a. I guess there's a lot of shit to figure out over there. So Kevin Warren left a mess for everybody. He knew he was going to take off. He's like, yeah, yeah, here we go. He just greenlit all this stuff that he was not did not have the authority to do. So you're a Big Ten alumni. That was your big takeaway. And Ty, Iowa Hawkeye, Big Ten alumni. That was his first thoughts yeah. as well. Immediately to the Pete Thamel. Yeah, I mean that that would make sense because I don't think the Bears thing came out of nowhere, right? I think he probably had an inkling. And then you also look back. With the COVID year, like I don't think he had the greatest of relationships with ADs around the Big Ten because several of those guys were the ones who were like, hey, "Is this we- General Bob's fault?" Yeah, good point. It could Maybe. be General Bob's fault, but he was. I mean, like a bunch of the ADs came out and the coaches were like, "No, we want to play." And Kevin Warren was kind of the one who said, "You know, well, hold your horses here." We're Correct not, me we're if not I'm wrong, play. please. Okay. There was a time mm-hmm. where General Bob Carpenter sent out a bird call. Yes. And then they actually went to Chicago yeah. outside of the office. Picketing. Yeah. And said, we want football. Signs mm-hmm. and everything. Yep. This one right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do we want? Football. football. When do we want it? Now. now. What do we okay. hate? COVID. Yeah. Who do we hate? <laughs> now. And then, That's what they did? Yeah. Justin Fields had that so. petition as well that he got a bunch of people to sign to play football. This picture. Yeah. General Bob Carpenter saved football. He did? Yes. But I, in doing so, he might have burned a bridge, huh, with Ke- it, Kevin Warren. It's certainly possible. There might have been a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> a little bit of spite held on that mm-hmm. particular. I guess if if everything that's being said is the way it is, I don't know how you get that figured out over the next couple months. Who's but. pissed? Who's pissed? Yeah, like certain teams that feel like, hey, we want some games on Big Fox. We don't want to be streaming everything or what? I would assume Pete uh, Peacock. I would assume the. Uh, the other side that was like, whoa, whoa, I thought we were getting, I don't know. Pete didn't. There's like, only certain games they. There's only certain games they care about, obviously. So yeah. yeah, we'll take some games that we. There's there's big one. There's a handful that we really want. Yeah. So anytime, and this is the quickest reference that just came. Anytime we try to get uh, a new guest on, we have to reach out to a booker. That's yep. right. We have to earn the trust of the booker. Mm-hmm. So we have to take two, potentially three. Motherfuckers that we would never, ever, ever want to talk to ever oh. on the show before. Horse trading. What's that, pal? You know, don't they call it horse trading? Whoa. I see them as humans, I but I mean, right. you'd be as disgusting as you I'm would. Saying, I'm not using it, not for people, for games, they say it too. It's like they're horse trading games. Hey, we owe you, you owe us money. We'll give you this game here. We don't really care about it. Whatever. It'll make you some money. 
There you go. You have that. We're taking this picture. Yeah, they don't kill the game, though. Yeah, well, the horse thing is certainly interesting at this stage of the game because I don't know if it's ever been spotlighted. Like, it, How did Preakness do? Did uh, did Rapsheet and them, did anything go down with the Preakness? Rapsheet well, didn't have one. Rapsheet didn't have one. But anyways, the point is, we never take that guest. No. We no. say fuck. Oh, okay. No. Can't yeah. do it. Oh, we are not doing yeah. that. So we burn bridges, potentially, with them. Mm-hmm. But it is a part of the deal. Like, hey, you do a couple of these, give you this, couple of these, give you this. Sure. Mm-hmm. With some of those Big Ten games, I assume they were like, we'll take a couple, couple of these, mm-hmm. but we need this. Okay? Yeah. We'll take a couple yeah. of these. Need this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're like, this ain't. Same what we paid. We hey, only hey. took a couple of these because of this. this. And now this. What? And now you're not giving us this? So now it's just a couple of these, couple of these. You see. Need this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> is that what's happening, AJ? You tell me. I mean, me. I guess, Ty, where is Iowa going to be playing? Where can we watch Iowa play? Peacock, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a good – they they might – see, I don't – Look at us. Just Now we got to start judging. I don't want to do exactly. this. Exactly. No. You think I, you well, I want to start judging schools like this? Well, I don't want to do that. That's what I was going to say earlier, though, is like even if you are a Big Ten fan, like Iowa versus Wisconsin – like you don't you don't want to watch that at three thirty in the afternoon if that's the marquee game because there's a good chance that game's going to be fourteen to ten or ten to seven or seventeen to ten. All right, not Luke Fickles, Wisconsin. Hey, I can't True. wait to watch Matt Rules in the Big Ten now. Yeah, Fickles in the Big Ten now. God, he's a whole new whole new conference. What do you mean you forgot? Yep, I just it somehow just they got transfer quarterback too. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. thinking Paul Crisp still there. Hey, guess yeah. who's going to be good. Yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin is going to be good again. Yeah. I would assume anybody Fickle's coaching is going to be good. AJ, pretty good sound thought? Yep, makes yeah. sense. They always have a big, nasty offensive line. He will continue that. Finally have a quarterback. And the way he runs around on the defensive side oh, of practice. Yeah. His mm-hmm. boys fired up. Like we, I got a chance to watch him at practice. Boy, their defense is going to be good. I, I, I know that. Keep, did he keep Jim Leonard or did he, or did he leave? Jim leave? No, Leonard's, not, Leonard's, Leonard's not there. Yeah. That was an interesting decision he had to make there immediately upon arrival. They love this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fans would like this guy to be the head coach. So can you at least find a spot for him on the staff? Fick was like, hey, hate to be the guy. You deserve to be somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get That's out. day one, AJ. Now we've forgotten about it completely, which is kind of a sign of the times. Things come in waves, and then you completely forget about it later. What seems devastating, I guess you could take this to life, what seems devastating at the time will be viewed vastly differently who knows, a year from now, mm-hmm. five months from now, mm-hmm. one month from now. Mm-hmm. Something to remember whenever you're going through it. But at the time, it was like, Fickle's never going to win him over. Yeah, huge deal. Now, I don't think, probably everybody's just pumped fucking Fickle's yeah. there. Yeah, like legit, just hearing that, I was like, oh shit. Like, you circle that Wisconsin game every year now again. It's like, that that's going to be a fucking tough one. What if we're, I don't know how that'll work with game day. I guess ESPN's got it. ESPN is the only one not in the conversation. Yeah, I would yeah, just well, assume yeah. that you will not be at any... Big Ten locations for game day, other than maybe when Michigan and Ohio State is. Yeah, they every year are they there. I assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. That game is. I'm sure that game's locked up through 20, 2030, right? For Fox. You think you're the guest picker again next year? Ooh, could be. <laughs> I think I I went like zero for fifteen on my picks. Bro, maybe. welcome to a Saturday in the fall. That's what. I, <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's literally what I do every single week. Well, you guys do it twice a week. People remind me though. Yeah, we get to do the NFL <laughs> and right. college. Yeah. yeah. So much positivity out of mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Picking games yeah. is an easy, you know, fun thing to do, and no one ever holds you accountable. Bro, yeah. the game day thing is so epic because I was a part of this on the internet. 
And now you just kind of got to sit there in the hot. You got you to step in the batter's box. That's uh-huh. right. Every week. And you got to take it. Yeah. Boy, when they do the all one team and then the upset happens. Herbie's very aware of the all. He, yeah, he's been there. You know why? Because it is devastating. Oh, I, I can imagine. As somebody who enjoys shit talking, like, you just gave a lot of people a lot of things to say about you as a group, and they're right. Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina. Oh, yeah, I call him wrong name. That was week one of uh, uh, What'd you call him? But it came full circle. No, so I pulled for Arkansas State because they were the Wolves. Yes. And I remember I wanted the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they asked me to make a couple picks. They're like, well, who do you want to pick in this game? I'm like, I would like the how. So I'm going to take the fucking Wolves. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about either team, but I get a good how in. Great how. And then it literally launches Coastal Carolina's yep. like epic run there where yeah. they ended up playing BYU on a Thursday night. Yep. And all the mullets were super popular. Mm-hmm. And they cut a promo against me. They did. And boy, it was 100% warranted. You. What's that? They should thank you then. They should thank you for being the catalyst to, to their success. Yeah, not one thank you for many of those mullet fucks. All right. <laughs> and you got to how. They were an entertaining crew, though. Oh, they were yeah. sweet. Oh, they, yeah. were an enter- they were a cool team. Great yeah. team. I enjoy that team a lot. College football, though, is uh, Tony just said it there. Yeah. We don't really get to talk about it much, you know, because we're an NFL program. This is the driest NFL desert we've been in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think for a couple years. Uh, it's, uh, it's, no. it's this every year. Yeah, yeah. Nah, because look what we're going off of right now. We're going off Ben Roethlisberger talking about <laughs> Kenny Pickett's kind of development as a Pittsburgh Steeler and the early time of Kenny Pickett being the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers and what Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the last 16 years uh-huh. of the Pittsburgh Steelers, thought about it as it was unfolding. This is from the podcast Footballing Hell yeah. with mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. It is an incredible podcast. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is so transparent about everything, has always been mm-hmm. too transparent, potentially, at all costs. A lot of stuff. But when it comes to being a podcast host, it's an amazing thing. Oh, yeah. Crush it. This show is awesome. Ben Roethlisberger is a certified Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger, yep. in some people's eyes, greatest stealer of all time. Yes. Right. So him doing a podcast and being so open is amazing. Here's him being very open about Kenny Pickett and his thoughts about it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be completely honest, like, you know, and I'll be I'll be super transparent here, and I'm I'm gonna get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this. He knows. Well, yeah, I mean, who he cares? <laughs> at this point, um, not him. I wouldn't say that I, I wanted good basement. Kenny didn't necessarily fail, but like you know, when someone comes to replace you, and you're like, you know, I feel I still feel like I had it. Like, I hope he doesn't come like ball out because then it's like Ben who, right? <laughs> right. But honestly, I think as this, as like as you started playing. And, and, like, I, I, I found myself rooting more and more for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we sat down here and watched games, and we were high-fiving going nuts when you were, like, leading the team and doing things, you know, and running and doing some of the – trying to fight people, all that stuff. Like That was my favorite, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you better, can't, you better swing on that one. Yeah. I, I, but, and so I, and I, I feel bad. And I know I, I came on this show and said that um, – um, I, I forget how I said it, but I, like, apologized to you for not knowing how good he was going to be. Yeah. Like, I just didn't know. I had no idea. Um, I didn't know that, that you were the runner, that, that you were. I just didn't know what was going to happen. I, didn't, I, I wasn't aware. And I, I, was, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that I was wrong in the sense of, of where I had you. I thought you'd be a quarterback that was good, that was going to come in. I, I think you're the future of this team. I really do. And, um, and I think they got, you know, the, the, the fans should be lucky. They are lucky they got you. Um, but but that, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to say. I'll say I was – Early on, I didn't want him to succeed because I didn't want him to, you know, they followed me up. I didn't want it to happen. I think that's probably the selfishness of me 
and I feel bad for it. But as it went on, as the season went on, he got to like his third game playing. I was rooting for him. Yeah, I was. I was excited for you, and Appreciate I was. That. I wanted you to succeed. I wanted you to win the games. Hell I wanted yeah. you to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I feel bad. That I felt that early on, but I was. I, I'm glad that I transitioned into love and rooting for you. Appreciate that. Um, I, I have your jersey. I wear every Sunday. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's it's actually nice. your jersey, but we taped plus one. I like that. But no, it, it, it's, been, it's been fun watching. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed texting you after games, and um, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's been it's been fun watching, man. I'm, I'm a fan. I appreciate I really that, am. man. That means a lot. Obviously. Hell yeah! Wow. Well, ben, ben. Hey, that was a cool answer from Ben Roethlisberger. Because remember, everybody just assumes that this is a movie and that humans aren't involved. And the humans don't have feelings and emotions and egos and pride and everything like that. So the fact that Ben Roethlisberger, who, Hall of Famer, certified, Hall of Famer, comes out and says, like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm passing now, so I guess I can say this. Yeah, I fucking hate it. You know? I'm not going to say I wanted you to fail. Kind of, though. Yeah. I mean, certainly... You know, if you kind of read through the tea leaves, I appreciate Ben doing this, AJ. And I like the fact that he was, like, comfortable in his own skin enough to fucking say it. And I like the fact that Kenny Pickett has somebody, seemingly, that he can call all the time about everything that he could potentially experience as the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, AJ. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool to see Ben kind of go through his thoughts on the whole thing with Kenny coming in there. And Kenny didn't come in, like, Kenny didn't push him out, didn't replace him like that. It wasn't that situation. Ben was retired, boom, Kenny comes in. But I've heard Michael Urban say something about this in an interview years ago. He said something, yeah, when I was when I like retired, I was done with the Cowboys. I wanted them to do terrible. I wanted them to think like, no, you need me. Like I'm the guy. And then he said like he quickly snapped out of it. I mean, it's your buddies on the team that your your friends are coaching the team and all of that stuff. But yeah, it's I don't know. That's probably somewhat human nature, isn't it? To think like, oh no, they need me. Like they, that team needs me. Like so, if they do bad, you might not be cheering for them, but you might be okay with it. The Colts, after I retired, obviously much different conversation than quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when I retired, the Colts signed this guy. He was uh, his name was Jeff, probably a good guy. I don't know. <laughs> they uh, maybe he got a press conference. Right, they gave a press conference to this guy. Mm-hmm. I never had a press conference ever, except for like when I won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award for them and the salute to service thing. But like I never did any media ever really, which is an interesting thing, but I was never really asked to either. This dude did a full press conference and talked about how, like, he never saw my film, really, you know, because he was in the NFC and I was in the AFC. He doesn't really know much about me. And my immediate thought was like, fuck this guy, dude. What is yeah. Who is this guy? What is it? You know, they're paying him a lot of money, too. He's getting paid a good amount of money, I believe. So I wanted to go meet him. You know, I wanted to go, like, shake his hand. Right. Sure. And he either got hurt or something happened. He wasn't at the building, but I met Rigoberto Sanchez, yep. who was brought in from Hawaii undrafted, and I got to talk to him, and I got to meet him, and I got to, like, tell him some things, like, hey, you should be thinking this right now, right? Boom, yeah. You should be thinking this right now. Boom, right? Yeah. You should be saying this right now. Like, even if he didn't listen, he was, like, seemingly engaged in a conversation, and I left there, and I was like, I want this motherfucker to succeed. Like, I, I want this Bold guy man. to do so well because just how humble he was, how hardworking he was. And I was like, why was I ever hating on anybody? Somebody was going to punt for the Colts. You know? Yeah. Somebody was going to have to kick balls for the Colts. And I, I bet Ben kind of realized the same thing. Like, hey, somebody is going to be taking snaps for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Has to. Can't just hate everybody <laughs> yeah. for the rest of your fucking life, you know? It is an interesting thing. It is kind of an, an arc. And even guys, I would assume, I don't know, 
What, how did you exit Green Bay? Was that contract? I got cut after my ninth year there. I had one year left. Jeez. There I knew was, it was coming. There was no fuck you in you there, huh? None? Definitely not. Uh, no, I was kind of sad I got cut. I wanted to be around. I wanted to stay there for my 10th year. What do you, I wasn't like, I knew it was coming. Like, I knew however, how everything was working out. I was like, yeah, my time is up. No question. What does that mean? I knew I was going to get cut after the season. Why? Because the humans? Because the way you played? Just because my contract, how I was being played, all of that stuff. It just felt like the time was, I felt like the time was here. Yeah. No Perfect. question. Good handshake yeah. whenever it was told, or did you get your fob turned off? No, it was, it was in the offseason, so it's a phone call. I was actually stuck on the Ohio State Buckeye Cruise. I just had uh, surgery on my foot. I was in a Zeke. boot. Yes. And the, the boat got stuck. The Packers actually did me they, they did me a favor. We got stuck at sea for like two or three days. Urban was on that boat. It got oh. it was made news because Urban needed to be home to recruit. Uh-uh. And we told him, hey, man, like, can you announce it when we get off the boat? I don't want to, like, there's 2,500 people here. I knew it was going to happen. Let's just wait till we get home to let it happen. So then they did a couple days later. Okay. Well, that's very kind of yeah. them. And also, yeah. did Urban also say on that boat, like, there's this guy, Jerry Burrow. He can't fucking hit a side of a barn. He's a bomb. He's quarterback. This guy, what are you? Yeah, what year? This guy's out of Ohio. He thinks he's, you know, Ohio State boy. I, it's not your fault. It's mine. I recruited you here. I shouldn't have. <laughs> what happened? Did you see these rumors around the internet? How can one guy be so wrong about everything? I, I don't. <laughs> there's no way this is true. I did not see this. There's no way this is true. This, this is. I hope not. I will say the original source of this is tried and true. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Frank the Tank. Yep. yep. Yeah. Sports Encyclopedia. Tried and true. Yeah. He has boots on the ground, people everywhere. He is not putting out false information. We're talking everything for a long time. Yeah. Checks and balances with everything. Sources. So this okay. is where this rumor came from. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Urban Meyer, though, didn't think Joey Burrow was worth a damn. Whoa. AJ, what does huh. this guy's deal? You're out of boats with him, stuck at sea. You do little <laughs> Q&As with him at his... Uh, his chop house. Chop house. It's yeah. a chop house down there. That's you never happened. Do. That's never happened. You yeah. did a Q&A on Dance Ward's chop house. You know it. We you know did. it. <laughs> Say it. There's photos. Never been to that chop house where the incident happened, by the way. There's two of them. I've only been to the one closer to me. So did Joey Burrow... Tell this story to somebody? Did Urban Meyer openly say this to Joey Burrow? How did we find out about this just now? Yeah. And there's no way Urban was like, come on. I mean, what do we, I had a couple of drinks one night. We, I'm talking shit. <laughs> just joking around. What do you like? What, what, what <laughs> do we he, not know he about never this? Played guy? There. What do I not could have know? Been a throw, could it have been like a throwaway, like during a film session where he, he threw one bad ball in practice and he said that? Yeah, it could have been said by Urban Meyer, but I feel like everything I hear about him, I think. This guy's a big dumb doofus. Yeah, yep. but there's no way that can be true. There's no way. Well, he has to be a good coach or something. He's had so much success. Yes, and then you you listen to him on Big Noon Kickoff. Like ball feels like it is a second nature. Mm-hmm. He's had the respect of a lot of people, mm-hmm. like in locker rooms, all different types of people. Oh yeah, we're talking about opposite ends of the spec murder. Oh yeah, given circumcisions. Yeah. Like, that's, right? <laughs> right. That's touching that both is, That is opposite ends. You are correct. Though. Right? That would yeah. be completely opposite ends yeah. Yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah, that All is correct. Able to reach and motivate everybody and mm-hmm. always, how, why, what do you know about him that I don't, AJ? Honestly, because, like, this I stuff gets out there. I don't there, know, man. And it's like. Yeah, I don't know. What, I would like to hear what Urban would say if someone asked him about this. I would imagine he would deny it. Don't uh, you think? Of course, didn't say that. I, I would hope. I, I live by three things. Yeah. Isn't he, he's oh, big yeah. three things. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> isn't he? Isn't he big? What are they? Well, this one, one, stay off the dance floor. Okay, yeah, You right. know that, stay at the bar, stay at the pub, need to be by the restaurant, not at the dance floor. Two, 
where people are talking about Joey Burrow. Remember, he is a bitch-made cat. That's, That's right. right. This guy cannot do anything, cannot hit the side of the barn. And three... I'm just going to go do TV because it seems like coaching's a little bit tougher than I thought it was going to be. Well, and I think that's the big knock, right? Is like he he was a great recruiter, but when you go to a place where like in the NFL you can't just like openly recruit all the best players and have all these resources and you actually like have to know how to coach and know X's and O's and then same deal you can't treat guys in the NFL who are adults and like have kids and are making a shitload of money. You can't treat them like an 18-year-old kid who's on scholarship who, you know, owes his entire life to you. It completely ruined his entire big-time, smart, best coach aura. For sure. In the quotes, like he said, uh, it's like... All those quotes don't get out, though, if he's still just remembered as Mm -hmm. great college football coach. Uh, uh, Yeah, true. Don't you think, AJ? Yeah, no question. Because he does so miserably, Mm -hmm. and the way it goes is so publicly terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like all this stuff now festers forever. Well, or even if he was like known as a good guy, but now like after everything that's happened, people are like actually. Hey, he didn't sue us on top of this no, stuff. He didn't. But but the perception is that he's kind of a prick. Well, there's right? kind of pictures, so he, he couldn't. Well, I'm not even. There's a pretty big article. But he never played. He never played Joe. Which we so. are allowed to talk about just like let everybody know. Okay. Oh. But we'll wait until actual. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But big in due time. Sports Illustrated stepped right into the batter's box. Oh yeah, yes they did. Didn't they? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Oh. Excuse me. We'll do it. Take a couple hacks. Longer, deeper. 30-page yeah. <laughs> investigative report. We'll do a whole thing. We'll assign five, six different people, actually, mm-hmm. to this. We don't care. Good luck. It's like, damn. And the stuff they were saying, that was really... It does not look good. It was wild. We're not saying anything. No, no, no. We no. haven't even said nope. what it's about. No, but there's a chance people know. Yeah. With you the way we've conclusions. Been if you can connect the dot, do you know? You're in another state. You know. I know. I know. I believe I know who it's about. You know what we're saying then, right? Yeah, a little bit. I, it was, is that the, that's a super long article, isn't it? Super. super yeah, long. you do know. I saw, report, yeah. not I saw a little bit. Sorry, but I said, he's in a different state. Not a lot of pictures. No, a lot of words. Which matter. They do. Words. Mm-hmm. And the way they're spelled. Because they cast spells. Let's cast talk them. about some other stuff going on. <laughs> that was a long article, though. Yes, it was. It was you know what I mean? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Do articles cast spells or just like the words in them? Oh. Well, it's a bunch of fucking spells. It's a melting pot of spells. It okay. is. So it's, it's like all a, of them. It's, it's, it's a spell book. scary. And that one was a deep pot of spells. Oh, yeah. And it, Are there it, good spells? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I thought a spell was always bad. No, it can make you fly or... Dude, don't, don't be scared of hypnotized every once in a while. Have you seen Harry Potter? Have you ever been hypnotized for real? Me? Nah. Yeah. I've seen others, though, that allegedly have gotten. I've been in a room. You think it's possible? You think it's possible to get hypnotized? I've been in a room with people I respect who have gotten hypnotized, and they promised okay. me that it wasn't a setup. They were so, around. You know what I mean? I'd like to try it. I think it'd be cool. I think there's a chance. It. I think there's a chance you could do that. So you forget everything. Yeah, and you're balking yeah, like Z. Yeah, Zeke's been hypnotized, allegedly. What happened? Did they take advantage of you, Zeke? Kind of. Kind of. A little bit. Took my language away. Yeah, now he does not read. <laughs> he can still read and better than he lets us know. We found out in the first hour because yep. no he was words. searching for Pete's. Pete family used the word antithetical and pragmatist, just standard casual. And Zito just spelled him correctly. No, no ding at the end or anything. Nope. She spelled it completely out, had to search within four seconds up yep. on there. But Zito uh, grew up in a Spanish speaking house. Mm-hmm. All his friends spoke English in Chicago. So he was mixing together the languages so much that neither party could fucking understand them. 
So they uh, oh, yeah. they got him hypnotized so he can understand Spanish. He cannot speak Spanish anymore. Allegedly is the story. Is that to, right? To forget the language of Spanish, yes. So yeah. I, I wasn't confusing them together, making Spanglish. Yeah, and nobody could understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so bad. the outside world uh, were like... Excuse me, Mrs. Perez. We would love to be able to hang out with your kid more, but he is literally not speaking our language. He is trying to as well. And they were like, in Spanish through a translator, Mm -hmm. funny you say that because we can't understand a thing he's saying either. It's crazy. And then they're like, let's fucking fix this guy. And they hypnotized him, AJ. That's what happened. How old were you? How old were you, Z? I would say probably kindergarten, preschool, kindergarten. When you got hypnotized? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a thing? Is that legal? Like, what, where did this happen? Uh, you tell me. I have, I have a kindergarten. It happened. Kindergarten right now, bud. I, I mean, maybe I should get Axel hypnotized. Maybe he'll he'll behave. <laughs> Not a bad idea. That'd be great. Love veggies. You're five or six years old and getting hypnotized by somebody. Who is this creep? Well, <laughs> it's a kid hypnotist, dude. Mm-hmm. You should see it. Oh, I got tired. Like the Nickelodeon some, guys. Hey, they were saying Whoa. some terrible things about this program and me as a oh. whole. Who? Oh. You know who. Nickelodeon? Yeah. No, no, no. What? No, Hip- no, no. People that hypnotize people? No. I don't know how we're perceived in the hypnotized community. I think good. I think, yeah. We're loved in the Amish community. We have a letter, mm-hmm. handwritten, obviously. Oh, really? Yeah. They uh, they listen. Shout out to uh, Jason. Nice. And uh, I'm not going to say a stereotypical Amish name right now. But, okay. Steve. I don't. Is that a stereotypical? I'm trying to remember. But what one were you going to say though? But which one were you going to say? I was going to say Jeremiah. Which yep. I mean, it might oh, be Jason right. Jeremiah. Kill, uh, I'm not 100% sure. They wrote. Chance. They wrote a handwritten letter, and then they gave us two bottles of wine called Rum Spring of Wine. Ooh. So when they go on Rum Spring, I guess the Amish community has taken advantage of. Hey, here's your booze. Actually, mm-hmm. go you you go on and use this. Rip it. They sent two bottles. Uh, Jeremy and Aaron. Ugh, yikes. Jeremy, Close. you have the J. Well, they're in Indiana. Jeremiah is Jeremy. Probably. Right. That's like the cool way of saying Jeremiah. Exactly. Hannon. My name is Jeremiah. You can call me Jeremy. Okay. Love that. that makes sense. And Aaron, we just Aaron. Hey, Pat and the boys. We're from central Ohio, Ohio Fox here. Ooh, nice. And we live and work among the Amish. Aaron, who is also writing this letter, is Amish, and we both enjoy what you guys do. We saw your segment on the Amish at Top Golf, and we wanted to send you a little bit of the Rum Springer experience Ooh, yeah. from Central Ohio. Keep up the good work. Go, Brands, Jeremy, and Aaron. And then they're a construction company. I almost said obviously. That don't need to do that either. <laughs> right, right. Don't need to, you know what I mean? Exactly. Well, we knew it. Yep. But shout out to Jeremy and Aaron sending us some Amish booze. And for Amish people watching this program, that truly means that we have a pretty good demo. Yeah. You know what I mean? We reach all walks of life. People that don't believe in electricity <laughs> watch our program on the internet. Exactly. Hell yeah. We did it, boys. That's big. A lot of people Excuse talking me. shit. They don't know that, though. No, no they don't. We got a <laughs> fucking Amish demo, dude. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jeremiah and Aaron. Well, who was talking shit? The Great American Skateboarders? No, I was going to say we're actually no. very big in the uh, ma- ma- magic slash magician community mm-hmm. as well, because I think the American Escape Hero is... He, I think he posted the video. From his thing. Let's go. Okay. And I, I yeah. think he was offended by Mad Mel Kuyper. <laughs> now that I think about it, that might have been what got you suspended for that bachelor party. Could have been. Oh. The yep. way you interpreted Mad Mel Kuyper reacting to America's great escape hero, mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Malone. Malone. Michael Griffin. Griffin. Right. He was a dog. <laughs> he was a dog. And you 
chose not to show any respect at all for the dog. Yep. And I think that is why you potentially were suspended for that bachelor party. I wasn't being disrespectful. Oh. Yeah, you are. He couldn't oh, hear you oh, then. Oh. He could hear you afterwards, he said. I could hear him. You know, when you go, this guy sucks. In the, in I what did you said? not say that. In the I middle did. of it. AJ, what do you say? Do you remember? Do you remember? He, said something, he, he said something about AQ should body slam the guy. Yep. Or he said AQ <laughs> and Pac-Man should have choke slammed him through the table. And then, yes, at the very end, I said his fucking rope was gimmicked. <laughs> I Pac-Man and AQ just got tricked right in front of their yeah, face. Man. How did that happen? I'm still trying to figure out the needles being pulled from his mouth. He did it. I've seen that done before by other people. No, you didn't. How? Oh, haven't you lived such a privileged life? I, I mean, I what's this on no, one I've of these? I've seen magician guys. Yeah, I've seen magician guy pull do that. Oh, on the Ohio State cult cruise, do you guys do magicians and magic? Uh, there is a guy that, that goes around the boat doing stuff. He doesn't do that. He's not as advanced, I don't think. Yeah, Wexy's house. They had a party one time, and they were doing that. They so what do you, all, you all just walk right to the basement? Here we go. They made everyone disappear. Yep. That happened? Actually, Amongst out other in Tahoe. Things. What's Hidden that? In Tahoe. Matt the magician. Matt Furman. Great magician. He's been out in Tahoe every year. They bring him out. John Dornboss. He does a lot of that. Incredible so magician. Good. Yeah, Dornboss does that, I bet. I bet he could pull nails out of his stomach. I'm betting he can't. I think oh. that's a different... Yeah. That's killed people. You know, yeah. the great American escape hero. Didn't he did say that. That's Michael, Michael Malone Griffin. did say... Michael Griffin did Michael. say... We had the greatest that's... magician of all time, I believe a lot of people said, on the... Um, Carl Magic. See, Carl Magic. Magic. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Who? Carl Magic. Carl Magic. Like Myrtle Carl. Beach. Yeah. Did you stop by the Oh, boat? shit. I should have looked for him. Oh, my God. You did miss the boat. Wow, what a miss, seriously. Hey, he said Myrtle Beach looks different right now. I don't like that. I don't. What's it look like? I don't know. Myrtle Beach is a white trash here, uh, like mm-hmm. heaven. It's paradise. Yes. I love yes. that place. Yes. Sounds amazing. I you can drive there from Ohio, yeah. It's great. I know. It's easy. <sighs> I love Myrtle Beach. It is a hilarious place where it seems like everybody has this. It's St. Patrick's Day yeah. every day mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach. Yep. So cool. And then there's also golf. I guess mm-hmm. great golfing yeah, down there now as well. Golfing down there. I mean, it is. He said it. COVID might shut some stuff down. Yeah, that and oh, no. it was uh, like the weather was uncharacteristically bad oh. for that time of the year. Oh. So I think that may have had something to do with it. Yeah, just, you know, it wasn't bustling like I thought it was going to be bustling. Love What's early in the season, too? It, it is. is. True. It, it is. is. You're one of the first weekends down there. Yeah, it's not even sure. summer yet. Summer's next weekend. Hey, Myrtle Beach yeah. still got the fastball. Go visit. Yeah. Keep it going, Myrtle. Just know you're not signing up for like super quiet, relaxing. No, absolutely not. Uh, you're, you're having a yeah. good time down there in Myrtle, AJ. Ripping it. I mean, it's, yeah, adult adult spring break, I feel like. You ever What's guys seen your frogs down there? I never have. So I have been, though. I've been to other ones. I There was a time where I was going down there so uh, consistently, I'd say, where I knew the staff at Senior Frogs. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, like, I'd walk in for a weekend, you know, and they're like, oh, here, we, we know what's happening this weekend. Yeah. Here we go. One. 150 shots. Got it. All right. Team meeting. <laughs> yep. So I'd walk in there and call a team meeting. And it was like four or five years straight. They were like, asshole's back. Thank God he's back. This guy's back. Let's have a good time. <laughs> now we go. So much fun, dude. <laughs> Need to get back down there. That's why the Coastal Carolina boys hate me so much. Yeah. Quite a shot. Yeah, right there. Right. All because I just wanted to howl. That's it. Hey, you came around on huh? You don't know how to oh. shot to clear. Kept, kept picking them. Oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah. What's going oh, on? Yes. How about Nailed it. it. All right. Let's get to a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be a giveaway moment later in the show. <laughs> Banks open. Hey, a lot of golf shots this morning. What do you mean? So it's like the first morning I've been able to get back into the office, you know, baby at a point mm-hmm. where kind of consistent schedule, wife kicking ass, able to get in here. Took a couple hacks at the golf sim this morning. Okay. Fine. Nice. Got to get ready for Tahoe. 
Good. Nice. I think I'm doing okay. Michael coming out of the pocket. God damn right. Consistent. Michael Block has gave me a lot of inspiration. Not because I think I could go win or play, but his swing and the ball that he hits is just a low, he hits just a dart. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Like just a low little stinger pretty much with everything. And it's like you can play like that. Oh yeah. And that's like my most consistent shot. Mm-hmm. It's like why am I not just fucking doing that? Dialed in. Just do it. So I'm yeah. trying to get that figured out. Now, golf is terrible and incredibly difficult and yeah. miserable, and I'll probably have a brand oh. new swing thought next week. But right now, that's my thought, and I just need to get it dialed in, AJ, for Tahoe. For Tahoe. Good. I think he does give hope to a lot of people. I hope he plays well uh, this week. What is it? This, this Charles Swab yeah. invitational or whatever they call it? Mm-hmm. Yep. The big Charles tournament, Charles. right? So I, just, I think there's a chance he can't hit all the shots. Like That would be the only thing. Because if not, it seems like he has the mentality to be able to handle it. Yeah. That one, when you're fucking... 18th hole, you got to go up and down from a miserable spot with a thousands of people standing right around you. Like, I guess people could say there's a more pressure-packed area in your life. I I don't know what it would be. That's no. high. Him being able to pull that off, it's like, yo, he's got it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's got the mentality. Should have gained a ton of confidence through that tournament, no question. But yeah, then I guess to continue to do it over and over and over and over again, that's the toughest part. Seems like he's living his best life. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy for old Michael Block. What did Matt Brown say? Bruce oh, Brown. He yeah. says that. He he what are you going to get him on the show to, tomorrow just so he can start crying again with everything and he shoot, says? He shoot 15 oh, over Bruce. Charles. Let's hey, Bruce, not, Bruce, a pick. Come on, yes. doesn't have a chance. I'm in the biggest hell. Blocky fan in. No, you're no, not. Okay. Oh, yeah. Been straight out of the toxic table playbook. Come on. I love the man. That's what you did. Thank you for that question. Thank you for making me cry with that question. His kid. Yeah. There was a message oh, from his man. kid. Said it was the best day of his life, too. Who couldn't be there. Jesus. Pig. Come on. Postal elitist. Yeah. I don't we're becoming. So I hope you guys are happy. That's what we are now. Yeah, you're right. That. <laughs> that. I hate that. That's what you are. Nope. Congratulations. Sell out. Sell out. Bam. I thought I was going two for two there. Yeah, that would sweet. All right, if I hit Does one, Bruce still swing the same? No, he's actually a pretty good golfer. Yeah, he's you, you sw- swinging oh, nice. with Jim Shearick now. Sweet. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Get right. Get right. I'm done. With it. Let's get to a break. Okay. <laughs> Let's get better vibes. Next okay. Hour. okay. Oh, yeah. Can't yeah, believe okay. we let Bruce Brown's coastal elitist mindset drift its way in here for him to what? Piss all over to Michael Brown. I actually think I fucking hate him. <laughs> Who, Bruce? Yeah. Who? You hate Bruce? Why? Yeah. Why? No what, more Bruce. For what just happened. For that right there? Yeah. Oh. That's the only thing that you needed? Yep. Wow. I don't know if I hate Bruce. I certainly hate what he said there, though. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't like his feelings. Bruce, hope you're happy about it, too. Also, a guy in the horse community? Wow. Maybe don't let that oh, kind of ooze yeah, in. Yeah, not in the horse okay. community. All right. AJ, it, have you heard about this horse stuff? No. I honestly, what? Look it up. Don't look it up, actually. But it, just know it, there's a lot going on. On the track, in the middle of the race, fucking sniper from the top row. Yeah. I don't know if what? that's true. Horse was still running. I don't know if that's true. This horse stuff, though, is getting alarmingly loud. Yeah. More. Okay, so more happened over this weekend. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 And Bruce wasn't just in the horse community. He put a shotgun to his horse's head. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Whoa. And, and then murdered his Bruce. horse. Bruce. Please, Bruce. Yeah. No. Go, he said, he said, no, it's, he said, no, it's my him. horse. It's my horse. I'll do it. Yeah. Whatever the case, it's incredibly sad, and I guess it's just a part of horse racing. But for whatever reason, like, I didn't know it was this much. And I'm a stooge, I guess, but they're covering it now. Yeah. Tariko like did like a... training? What's that, pal? 
There's, I know the Derby thing. They said some horses died the week of, like with due to overtraining. And then uh, it's different when someone runs and breaks a leg and they shoot them on the track. That's different, right? Bro, how about wow. Tarika? Like 15 minutes, he talked about it. So I guess it would be like human controlled for some of the reasons why. Aren't they saying they need like commissioners to put different things on, like rules on what you can do with the horses? Dude, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's been like this forever. Is that is that just kind of what we think? I, I think know. so. It, it has been. That's terrible. Santa Anita had a really bad meet where I think like basically 20 horses died during it and they were um, died or, or got shot died on the um, track. They passed away How do you, yeah, from yeah. somebody just, else they telling them juice them up with too much steroids and they just no, their heart explodes or what? No, that, I think no. they break a leg, right? Like actual yeah. break. But then you leg. get shot though. That, so, Bruce says they died. That means they kill. Instead of euthanize, yeah, but it's yeah. still yeah, they kill them is the word. A, a, a lot of people think it in something with the dirt of the track. Um, oh. you know, I I think it could have been tied to like all the wildfires in the area and then because a lot of those barns were what are we talking about? Down yeah, wildfires in the area, Bruce. They break their legs, and the guys have no more to do with them, and then they shoot them. Okay, it does feel like that. But that's horse racing. If, if you shut down horse racing altogether, what would we do with with all the thoroughbreds? Though, let them so run free. Yeah, more, yeah. more what about horse- the planes. Ever heard of it? Maybe let me go. <laughs> let me go hunt a bison on a back of one. Exactly. That, that Could is- you imagine me fucking on top of? I can. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Bareback. Standing? You're going to stand on this horse? Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. I'm part of the fucking Montana State Rodeo team. Mm-hmm. Dude, seven-time national champion. Seven-time, seven-time, seven-time. Imagine me fucking just with a bow and arrow on. Um, you know what I mean? Bow and arrow, like, too. Not truly. even a gun. Just bow and arrow. Okay. That's good. I tell you what, if you could stand on a horse and shoot at another animal that's running yeah. while your horse is running yeah. full speed. That's what I'm saying. We're hunting. Ready. That's the plan. We're hunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine me. That would be sick. Oh, my Sweet. God. And then we'd have to squeeze with both legs pretty tight to kind of hold me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You'd be in the next here. Avatar movie. <laughs> I'm going here. I'm going here. Yep. I've seen on paintings, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It can be done. I've been on paintings. People do it. Seen on paintings. Yeah, dude. You don't know what that means. This horse is tall. It happens. Seven There's hands. people that can do that. Yeah. What's wrong with having that? wild horses, though, Bruce? Yeah. Yeah, well, because save a horse, right? You ever seen the movie Black Beauty? It's a beautiful tale. Well, yeah. Bruce wants to do with like what they do in Indy, and they put the blinders on them and they make them carry carriages for you know twenty no, hours. I don't like that. So that's that every is, city has that, not just Indy. Thank yeah, you. I'm true. assuming Boston's got them on a roll. They're definitely around. way happier here than in Central Park. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. These, these, all those ponies, these ponies are supposed to be like mythical creatures, though. Well, yeah. that's the part I don't get. Is they're you know they're majestic, beautiful creatures, and then this smart. Thing, very smart, and then one of them sneezes, and it's like, okay, go get the Tommy gun and put fucking 150 bullets in this thing. We got nothing for him anymore. And we'd like to say we don't know if that is an actual. I just assume but, that, but that's what it feels like. Exactly, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. A lot of that coming in a couple months, right? <laughs> a lot of money on ammo. Jeez, 150 rounds. Yeah, yeah. Gotta make sure. Which is a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. You know. Can they at least use the the horse? I know we, you always say send them to the glue factory. Can they use all pieces of this Who horse? Says that? Yeah, they use all pieces. Who's, you to said make you glue. always you say always that. say I don't say that. You and Conman, Conman. I don't ever that. say that. I've actually, I've actually. <laughs> Is that said, real? Do they use horses for glue? No, yeah. real it changed like twenty years ago or something like that. So that's why I'm saying I never say it. The hair is for wigs and the skin is for they nice. Use gorillas leather. now. Gorilla what about the hooves? We're pulling for all the horses. Yep. Yeah, the hooves Concrete. are for horseshoes. The hooves model for the Colts every single year for their logo. Okay, they get paid properly as mm-hmm. well. That is good stuff. That's Jim Irsay giving back. Just like he gave back to Lolita, the free whale down there Doing in Miami, yeah, who's right. still Doing alive great. and living great. Cheers. And also, Jim Irsay gave out his top five quarterbacks of all time. He did. He, did. Mm-hmm. he said, you know what? I want to be a punter. I just see Pat do his thing. 
Oh, they're paying for that stuff? I can do that. I can give a top five out, no problem. Easy. There was one omission from the list that a lot of people say, hey, Jim, is that right? Who, Johnny Unitas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, also- he was not on the list. He though. was not either. Oh, both of them. Peyton Manning, not on the list. AJ, did you see your big face on the back? That big face right there is AJ Hawk. What a stallion of a man. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. And one half of the hammer, Don, Don. Cowboys 10 Diggs, is here. And all the boys in the back are obviously kicking ass. We got some callers on the phone lines, what? which we will certainly dive into. We need to talk about the owners' meetings happening right now. A lot of news coming out of there. Jim Irsay basically said, you know, the uh, the vote to get a new owner for the Commanders, I know publicly everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not there yet. Whoa. That's a big piece of news. Yeah. I thought Commander Sale was already good. I thought everything had been fantastic. But now he said he need to make sure bid complies and owners won't change the rules. What does that mean? Hmm. He also, in another tweet, said, we're close, but we're not there yet. What does that mean? Are they still trying to lay out how the new ownership fits in? If the new ownership fits in, do they want to allow this? I don't understand any of it, but... I'll be excited to hear what the aftermath is of Jim Irsay saying that. Jim Irsay also put out a top five, which we'll get to in moments, but let's stick with the owners' meetings. They have passed a new rule allowing a third quarterback to be on the roster actively without wasting one of the 48 spots or 47 spots out of the 53-man roster. So because of what happened with the Niners against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, when effectively the Niners were not able to uh, attempt a forward pass. That's right. Because all the quarterbacks were hurt. Yep. So now they're able to kind of make up for that. This is good news. Yeah, huge. We're all very happy about that. Not allowed to utilize that quarterback in any other fashion. Not allowed to sneak him in on special teams or a tight end or running back what? or things that have happened in the past mm-hmm. when this rule was instated in the past before. This is returning to an older rule, but modifying it so people don't take advantage of it and it makes sense for everybody. Speaking of making sense for nobody, AJ, hmm. fucking nobody. <laughs> you see Uh-oh. that one on top there? Mm-hmm. I do. I do see this one. I didn't think this one had much uh, steam behind it. I didn't think they were going to get it done. So I was being told by people behind the scenes, not only at that particular position, special teams coordinators, which I'm friends with, like seven of them who actually, you know, I keep in contact with. Mm -hmm. Head coaches don't, GMs don't like this. Nope. Nobody really likes this rule potentially being an NFL rule which would be a fair catch on a kickoff going to the 25-yard line. It's the most amateur Bush League-looking bullshit I have seen in a long time when it comes to the NFL. I know there is a strike zone that was put into football so that there couldn't be any more headhunting shots. I understand that they changed some rules so kickoffs can't have as many people back so there isn't as big of a run-up so that we can save people's brains. And a lot of people say, this isn't football anymore. It still is. There's still big shots. There's still entertainment. There's still speed. There's everything good. This particular rule is absolute garbage okay you watch a college football game and they don't have the same kickoff rules as the nfl but you watch a college football game and you see a kicker kickoff and the ball is spinning like normally very fast and it's like i didn't hit that solid at all let's go to work on that a little bit you know especially if we're going to be doing kickoffs on tv you know not gonna hit everyone perfect i missed a bunch but let's not put that on tape and then people are fair catching it at like 15 yard line which used to be a bloop kick pretty much and then they're getting the ball at the 25 immediately because of that fair. It's like, this is disgusting. So dumb. It, it is not. This is not what football is. Okay. You think about the kickoff. It's like one of the greatest things of football. It is. It starts the game, obviously. But it's also one ball, 11, 11, 
let's go. Let's try to get as much as possible. Let's make incredible plays to tackle. Them thinking about putting this bullshit in is alarming. And I guess it's just the competition committee that's in on it. Nobody at the NFL level who's been around professional football or professional humans in special teams that have jobs because of kickoff coverage and kickoff return and everything and strategy that can play into that whole thing want this rule. So I hate it, AJ. I didn't know there was steam behind it either, but apparently there is, and I'm about done with it. We need to put this one to bed and relax with this whole thing. Well, I, okay, I wonder who has, who has the power. So special teams coordinators are unanimously against this rule, right? That's what the tweet says. That's what that tweet says. In my particular Rolodex, I can say my sources can confirm okay. what Tom Pelissero has says. Okay. Yeah. How many people are on the competition committee, and can they, like, is it just whatever they decide, or can they be, like, do these special teams coordinators come in, and do they get to, like, present their case on, hey, this is why we need kickoff in the game? So, allegedly, what I had potentially heard is that they were trying to, like, sneak this one in. Like, just trying to... Get it done with. Like, like trying to lay were. low a little bit. Like, uh, they, they were trying to keep this one under the radar, and then boom. Try to distract you. Distract you with something else, and then slide this guy Thursday right Thursday night football. Boom. Yeah, we're flexing Thursday night football yeah. two times. Over here. From yeah. weeks 13 to week 17. Got to have 28 days notice so that we can get hotels and travel and everything mm-hmm. like that. That is actually passed. Weeks 13 through 17, Thursday night football can be flexed two times. Have to have 28 days of notice for the home city and for the teams. That's more than what a Sunday night football flex is. So congratulations for us. Yeah. That Thursday night football is going to be more entertaining. And obviously to the players who are going to love this. Oh, of course. Players course. are going to absolutely love everything about it. Yeah, another fake bye week, boys. Yeah. Another yeah. <laughs> oh, bye week. Yeah. I got to play earlier, especially that late in the season, 13 through 17. Only can re- recover for four days. Have to play another game. That matters. Probably can't even walk till Thursdays most days. Uh, but, yeah, I got to play another game two times maybe. <laughs> so, That's thank it. you. Thank you for your service. Uh, go ahead and do that. Players aren't going to love it. As fans, though, we get a chance to hopefully enjoy some better games on these Thursday night matchups. So, the NFL is trying to push that. And then they're like, hey, three quarterbacks. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, bullshit kickoff, fair catch, ball at the 25. I don't like that, AJ. Let's, Foolish. let's not do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all, but I think the thing that the, the competition committee probably feels like, hey, we could do this without making a bunch of waves. Like The, the general public casual fans are not going to be up in arms over this rule because I think a lot of people might not even completely understand this rule. Yeah, and it probably won't matter because NFL kickers you know, will hit the ball into the end yeah. zone. Yeah. But there's going to come a time where one person's going to know the rule and it's going to be in the playoff and they're going to wait for a fair catch at like the nine when normally – that would be a return or a big-time hit because coverage got down there. And they're going to put the ball at 25, and we're all going to say, that was so stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so stupid. Why, why is that a thing? It's all safety, right? Is this all considered this is all for safety? Yeah, but then we seen, we heard that there were stats. Stats, yeah. That special teams plays, maybe. But have we looked at the, the field? The field on those plays. On special teams yeah. plays. Because it's a lot bigger running. Yeah, super great. Well, and not to mention like how much some teams have like benefited from returns. Like the Packers' season was damn near turned around. Because yeah. of their kickoff. Still will be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Still will be able to do that. But on the other side of it, like, I mean, special teams is more than just kicking field goals and punting. Like, some teams weaponize how good their oh. coverage units are, like, against the Packers especially. It's like you got a guy who, whereas if he would be able to just fair catch every time and take it to the 25, like, you'd It would benefit him. poor special teams. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Big like, time. remember what the Raiders were doing this year. So I guess there's more shit than there is good. Clock management too, right? 
if there's like eight seconds left, you can't. You could just kick it in play, run that eight seconds off, and now instead you can fair catch it way back there. Yeah, I mean, eight seconds. Who's the returner? Where are we? How likely is just, it? Yeah, there's can't so fair many. catch a squib, obviously, right? Yeah, squib is like for less than three, two seconds. Yeah, yeah but can you do? So you can't do that if they squib kick it. No, then if you air. catch it, that's in- interesting. Can you fair catch a squib? No. Once it hits the ground, yeah. what if it's what if it's in the air? A ball's like low trajectory. Right. It's in the air. You fair catch it, and it's in the air, and then it hits the ground. How's that work? Yeah. What if you drop a fair catch, and then what if you double catch it? Just all punt rules, I assume, like, for fair catch. Yeah, out. Whatever it is, it's fucking bullshit. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Don't. It will make the game look like yeah. It, it'll just. It takes the. I don't know what it does. It's like when I watch a college game, and you like I, I'm, I'm a. You know how I am here. You know my rule. I can't stand the down by contact rule. College dude catches the ball wide open, and they blow it down, and there's no one within 15 feet of him. Yeah, there's a lot of these rules in college. Bingo. A lot of that. Yeah. What are we, mm-hmm. what what are we why are we fix it? Let the boys play. But, hey, lucky to be a part of the college world. We are adapting. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there are some things that we would like to keep in your league. Yep. And in the NFL league, different ones. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask? Sorry about it. I don't think it is. Two different leagues. But this is a big CYA probably for the competition committee. We were told to cut down on some plays that have some concussions. I mean, this, this would do it. This, yep. I mean, Vrabel's on there, so what the fuck, AJ? Well, uh, Tom we don't know how he's voting, though. No, we're not sure how he's I'm sure it's just a majority vote, right? Yeah, Tomlin, Vrabel, Rivera, Frank Reich. McKay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich McKay, chairman. He's the president and CEO of the Atlanta Falcons. He knows. Yeah. Katie Blackburn. Executive Vice President, Cincinnati Bengals. She's been a massive piece of Cincinnati turnaround, right? Yeah. Yes. AJ? She runs, it. she runs it all now. Yeah. And modernized. They have a sponsor of the stadium. They have an indoor practice facility. They're, she's really she's changing right? the game. She has, and her kids. She has her, when I was there in 2015, 14, whenever I was, her daughters were there always. I think they have prominent roles now as well. So I have faith that she has it. Chris Greer, general manager of the Dolphins. I would assume that he is also on the side of no. Stephen Jones? Now, I don't know about Stephen Jones. At all. Because what would Jerry do? What would Jerry do? Jerry would be good for the league. What's good for the shield here? Yeah. Hey, we need 10 more plays under concussion rate. So, we entered this fair catch. We're fucking there, aren't we? Get rid of him. What's his name? Still a coordinator down there? Special teams coordinator? Bones. Bones? Yeah, Bones probably has his ear. I assume Bones is not thrilled about this because they're good I mean. special teams. Yeah. I was thinking Stephen Jones might be for the rule. You're saying no. Well, I'm just saying if Bones has his ear. Bones. Are there a bunch of stats? Have they showed? Like, I know the kickoff has changed a lot. They can't run up all this stuff. Have there, are there stats that guys are still getting knocked out, like, at an alarming rate? I don't – I never understood it either. Like, can I see the actual numbers here? Because I feel like yeah. I watch a lot of special teams, and I don't see as many. Now, no. there might be certain plays and situations where it happens more often. You got people running wide open, you know, like wide – I would assume somebody did a stat – on these kicks or like college football said we saw a number of this decrease by this amount mm-hmm. whenever we added this because everything is just for covering their ass right isn't that isn't that literally what everything's for mm-hmm. yeah for now down the road too like you don't want people to come back and sue the league for head injuries for oh i was on kickoff team for eight years all that stuff we don't need another one of these come on no at all we, and what's the denominator too? You need to get rid of those <laughs> turf yeah, exactly. Let's go to the phone. 500 phone line. Hey, NFL. Supergrass. We do need Supergrass. Super I, I saw, super I believe, grass. was it a movie trailer for Supergrass? Yeah, he was sitting in a dark room. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He read a letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Von Miller is pushing for Supergrass. It's promoted on my timeline. So awesome. Me too. I've seen it. Kind of a sellout. 
<laughs> but if it works out, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. AI, AI will be able to figure out. I think we'll be out. talking to Vaughn Miller tomorrow. Really? Oh, well, nice. Well, nice, nice. We're going to ask about. Yeah, get an Supergrass. update on Supergrass. Supergrass, no question. Let's go to the fence. Ty. Ty. What? Nothing. I can't wait to talk to him. Vaughn's awesome. It's been a while. What, the I feel like I'm that that about? About? Yeah. What was that about? It? No, Ty, Ty talking in uh, different accents and talking about the Supergrass. I hope it's a real thing. I hope some guys like Elon Musk have gotten on board and be like, Don't you know what, Vaughn? I'm going to look into this. Vaughn's the front of the program. Love Vaughn. Yeah, but the way you... Talking to Ty. I wasn't talking to Vaughn. Was he at the... Yeah, he... but the way you were talking to Ty about the Vaughn. I can't... I cannot control how you... React to whatever I say no, or my tone. I'm sorry. That's part of I can't. That's actually that's how, it's on you. It's on you. It's no, your it was, problem. No, you yeah, but that's not real. It was very smug. <laughs> it was. Very smug. Mm -hmm. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> was Vaughn there this weekend? I saw a lot of Buffalo Beals fans. Yeah, both of them. Vaughn the, and Josh Allen. Yeah, they were they were interviewed a few times. I guess Rochester, hour and a half from Buffalo up there. Yeah. Hell of an environment. Hey, fans at the PJ right, Championship. Yeah. Great. Great well fans at the championship. Yep. It was a great. I mean, Michael Block hitting that. Hole in one. Oh my God. Electric. They booed the shit out of uh, Bison. Yeah, early. Mean, first mean, night. That was just first day. Mm -hmm. Rest of the time, they cheered for him. We came around. But Brooks was uncomfortable. Sunday, I thought I heard too. No, did you? I did not. No, I didn't. I could be wrong. You might have been wishing for it, which yeah, yeah, sounds like you were. Some people like to see the world burn, I guess, but. PGA tone. No, no, I like Brooksy. So let's explain that. You know what else happened yesterday while uh, golf was taking place and having an incredible day and hockey uh, was taking place in overtime and having a great day? What was that? There was Indy 500 qualifiers. Oh, oh qualies? Qualies. Qualies for yesterday. Nice. Qualies for the Indy 500 yesterday. Now, they were happening all day at the track, sometimes only available on Peacock. Okay. Okay. And then other times on NBC. They have a lot of different ways. So you got to qualify to be in the Fast 12, so then you could potentially get in the top six. And once you get in the top six, then you're racing against each other in a thing to see who can get one. But you can be no less than six. You're racing against that. And then the bottom five are basically racing to, like, secure. There's, like, four spots mm -hmm. pretty much. So one person's getting eliminated, and they're racing against each other. Ooh. Graham Rahal, friend of the program. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He got eliminated from the Indy 500 by an average over a four-lap span of .007 of a mile per hour. Oh, my God. Absurd. He was sitting in his car while it was happening. Couldn't do anything. So they have, like, this period of time where you can get out there, run four laps, and then they take your average speed of those four laps, and then that's how they rank you on the in the entire setup of the race. So yesterday, pole sitter Alex Palou of the Aero McLaren team ran the fastest and the highest miles per hour average in the history of the Indy 500. Wow. Damn. Fastest car to ever average to be sitting on the pole of the Indy 500 is happened just yesterday for the Indy 500 coming up. Graham Rahal, veteran in the game, very well known, out four and a half miles an hour slower than the other car, and by .007, couldn't even get on the track to try to beat it because the shot clock had worn out. Uh -huh. So he's sitting in his car, helmet on, in the loading dock to get on and maybe try to up his speed a little bit. Yeah watching this guy take him out of the Indy 500, and it's his teammate. It's his own teammate. Oh, man. Jesus. It's even worse. Heart so is he pissed? Is he pissed that's not my car? My car wasn't that fast? So there's a lot of things he could be pissed off by. His dad owns the team. So his wow. dad could have – this other guy would have been out, would have been the only one out. Graham would have been in. Graham was sitting in the final spot. So this oh. guy had to go out and try to beat him, 
and then cool off and then go out and try to beat him again while Graham was just waiting because if that guy beats him, then Graham goes back out, tries to beat him, steal the spot. But instead, as the clock is expiring, he can't get back onto the track. 0.007 0.007 of a mile per hour. Nightmare. What a heartbreak. There's Graham right there. Little, uh, I don't think we should. Screenshot? Just a photo. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting in his car, right? So that's him sitting there watching this guy. I think Jack Harvey. Yeah. yeah. Jack Harvey going. And then Bobby Rahal is the owner. That's his dad. The owner of the race team. So his dad could have stepped in and said, you ran one time. You weren't able to beat my son. Sorry about it. You're out. Instead... Oh. They go out there, they run, they try to beat it, they cool off, they fix something. He goes back out there again, beats his son, his son's out of it. Damn. So it, it's cold. If you're Graham Rahal, there's a lot of Jeez. things oh, yeah. that you could be, you know, furious about. But I like that in the end, the fastest car, I guess, going on there. That's right. right. But Bobby Rahal was put in a spot publicly. They had, a, they had an ISO cam on him yeah. the entire time. Zooming in. And it's like, Man. bro, every reaction is either pissing off an employee yep. who works for your team or your kid. Hey, hey. Their cars all stink, though. They're not going to win anyways. It does okay. not matter. So there we go. But the oh. uh, but still. Yeah, they all, their four cars were part of the bottom five. So. Oh. But remember what happened, uh, I don't know how many years ago it happened, where a dude came in, he somehow qualified, and he won the Indy 500. I think the guy ended up dying, actually, unfortunately. he was. I think Justin Timberlake was part of the sponsorship for this team. Interesting. I don't know how many, five, ten years ago, maybe. I don't remember that. It was that. weird. I feel like I, I would have remembered Mm. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. There's a current goat racing though. A guy named Scott Dixon. Mm-hmm. People, he's like one of the greatest IndyCar drivers of all time. He's the mm-hmm. guy. Still just racing, just wins all the time. Just wins all the time. So he's there for stopping. Yeah, he, the owner of his team, Pittsburgh guy. Nice, Chip Ganassi. Oh, Van Hills, I believe. Yeah, he. Any of them go do F1 stuff? Do the street racing? So Alexander Rossi, who I think is P four three, ah, he's part of the Aero McLaren team. So the Aero McLaren team. Fast cars this they year. They got the cars. They got fast cars this year. The the Graham Rahal uh, team, very slow cars. So that means somebody, probably the head engineer, going to be fired. Yeah. Going to be, like, mm-hmm. probably after the race, either going to be changed or something like that. Because the engineers are, like, some of the most powerful people in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Because unlike NASCAR, which we just learned, is trying to stay. Same speed, roughly. In between 190 to 200. Yep. These cars, they're trying to, like, tweak every little thing. To steal a .007 of a mile per hour because you could potentially win 234 mile an hour average. This fucking kid that is currently that is so fast. He was going 242 at one point. What? 240 some 241? I think 242 maybe 242 miles an hour during uh, holy shit in a fucking rocket yesterday. Yeah, that's absurd. Bananas, dude. Absolutely fucking bananas, AJ. Wow. So do they not? They don't. Do they not control the cars like NASCAR does? I know NASCAR, the cars are very, very similar, right, with all the restrictions they have? Yeah, so the engineers are the weapon of IndyCar. Like, obviously, got to have a driver, but you got to have a very intelligent, very savvy engineer. And for whatever reason, some teams have real top tier. And then yeah. some teams don't. I mean, we know in any any profession, there's people that are very high performers, and then there's, there's others. Yeah, and everybody's trying to get those high performers in especially competition jobs. Yeah, it's the fastest field in the history of the Indianapolis 500, which there's been over 100 of them. Obviously. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, if you get in a wreck at 232, that was the how average. many times does your car flip? Oh, forever. They fly, too. Yeah. These fucking cars mm-hmm. fly. The Scott Dixon guy who's like going to go down is probably the greatest of all time. Jeez. His car, a couple years back, caught a little bit of air, and you become like a, a sail. Yeah. He yeah. becomes like a kite. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Flies, 
flips, hits the fence, nosedive, full spin, fire. It's like a fucking... These are actual rockets, these dudes. In yeah. .007 of a mile per hour. That had to be heartbreak city for Graham. Terrible. Oh, my God. Felt terrible for with the other car, being it, you know, in the same team. It's like, okay, we're on the same team, but, yeah. you know, you barely beat me and you got the faster cars. They're like... Graham would be a good face of IndyCar, though, so maybe he'll be able to do more media here. You know, this week because he's not racing. They should, cover yeah. they should bring him on for the broadcast. Yeah. 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 He's from Ohio. I think he's from Columbus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Columbus. Good dude. I appreciate it. He's done a lot of great work for me. Uh, he's a car guy. He loves cars. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people have gotten cars from, from them. The, yeah. The right good work. love cars. Yeah. They do. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about this. Don't. Terrible idea. Do not do it. Okay. Thank you. Good to know. Got this, though. You need it. We can't even watch that race, right? Unless you go to it. You should go to it. It's great spectacle. Wait, what? What do you mean? You can't watch Blacked it. out in Indianapolis? Yeah, you have to go. Yeah, oh. go. We got enough they do that old school football rule? You can't? Really? So they got seats for 500,000 people. So I think their big worry is potentially like not filling it up. Mm -hmm. But they're going to every single year because it's you crazy. have to go. You have to go. That whole entire thing, like, I, I don't know. If, if you don't go to it, you can't really understand what a spectacle it is in Indianapolis. It's insane. It is nuts. So hard to get Uber after. Yeah, you're possible. walking so hard. Like walked home. <laughs> you are walking afterwards. And it is one of those things where you go once, you get it. You don't really ever have to go back. I agree. <laughs> just, you know, I, agree. I heard, just I heard if you go once, though, you want to go back. It makes you want to come back because some it's people, so crazy. Yeah, some, some, people, people, some, some people might have had sure. that. I got my fill one year and said, okay, I nice. never have to do this again. Nope. Whoa. Have to. You fun. get to. You got to. Well, I did get to. You're right. You're right. But it is yeah. long. There's long days. That is there. a long fucking day. Also yeah. had no idea a race was going on. No yeah. clue. When you're in the infield, you can't really even see the cars. You can hear no. them, though. Well, somebody, and then 35 seconds later, it's like, oh, somebody's doing real bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I couldn't see it, but I did hear Somebody's real fucking far behind. Mm -hmm. And then you look up, they're also a lap behind, too. Jeez. Uh-oh. That's about to be two laps behind, I think. Also, they're a little too single file for me a lot of the time. I'm, you know, I'm more of a three-wide rubbing and, rubbing and racing. Bro, they're going 240 miles an hour. That's yeah. fine. Can't do a whole lot of rubbing at 240. I'd rather see they one, do 195 the, with some rubbing. They were four-wide, what was it, last year or two years ago? They are fucking psychopaths. Yeah. Uh, every Nuts. time I meet one of these things, I go, you're a psycho. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you doing? They... Yeah, strap me in more to a rocket. You know, not get me out of here quickly. Mm -mm, no, no. I need more strapping yep. to this rocket that I'm straddling. And then it's, I'm going to try to get this thing to go 242 miles an hour. And I'm just going to be holding on for dear fucking life. Beast. Then I go like this far from the wall. And if you don't go that far from the wall, oh, your car sucks. Not going to go fast. Yep. Have to go all the way up there. It is Maniacal. It's nuts. Well, that's what, like, you asked uh, Ross Chastain, like, if he could sneeze in his car. Like, those guys might be able to. Like, I legit don't know if you could sneeze going 240 miles an hour. Imagine an allergy popping up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're dead. You're done. Done. Good run. They were talking about how six gear wasn't being used properly by some of these drivers. Oh, They're trying to keep it super positive, but on the call, on the call, there's a lot of, oh, a little bit of a downshift in the wrong time there. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, they can they can see everything, right? When you're on the throttle, when you're on the brake, all of that. So the engineer is watching everything. Like the engineer, even there's like sensors. I believe the back right is catching a little bit more air than the left front. These cars are so expensive. Yeah, state of the art. So so expensive. So like the engineer sees everything. They actually gave a call, I think, to Jack Harvey about his front right something mid lap. They're like, hey, push the button to adjust your front right, whatever. Change it. His car. 
automatically he beats Graham Rahal. That was while he was on the track. Had to push a button with his... <laughs> was that his dad? Was that, was that his dad that told him to, that got him, got him an extra time? You know, yeah, Graham Rahal's dad told Jack Harvey what to do. Yeah, yeah. knock my kid out. Jesus. Him. What a scene, dude. What a scene. So the Indy 500 is happening this weekend. Yeah, yeah race cool. week. Race week. Stay Wait. safe. Stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Especially you guys in the snake pit. Let's fucking mix in the water. Yeah, yeah. be careful. Bingo too. That's, that's like a... It's going to be hot this weekend, too, so it's going to be a billion degrees. There. DJ Diesel in there, too. Shaq is in there, isn't he? Shaq seriously? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, yes. Has Shaq ever... He's had to have been doing any 500. Definitely. Probably. He's probably driven the pace car. I would assume. Uh, can he fit in it? No, he can't fit. Mm. Well, they don't drive an Indy pace car, do they? Isn't it a normal like, so, something Corvette? So you get a Corvette, and then you get a... Uh, Mario Andretti will drive somebody in a two-seater. Oh, that's so like sweet. Somebody's Mario. with Mario. Troy Paul Molly was in there one time. The hair was Ooh. fucking Hell beautiful. Yeah, in yeah the it was awesome. Larry Fitzgerald, I think he's done that. So it's like almost two. You get two for the price of one. Then you got somebody with the flag yep. as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's always, of course, Shaq. Wasn't that, Miles, wasn't that Miles Teller last year? Didn't he do the flag? Did he? I think his Top Gun, well, it was after Top Gun, but yeah. I think he might have. Maybe. Must I'm be. sure he did a great job. I waved it uh, in a Peyton's places. Getting up that thing tight. Tight oh, little ladder. ladder. Is it scary up there? Is it scary up there if you're if you don't like heights? So they were talking to me as if like, hey, we'll be able to help you out and get you up there as if I was like gonna be scared. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? What are we, I'm going up into a little booth. And then I start climbing that ladder, and it was a tight little ladder. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> See what they were saying. I am up here. And then getting in through the hole, I had to turn that song bitch sideways. So it's like an awkward Damn. And then you get up in there and you are just sitting over top of the thing. It's like, yeah, this is a little sketch, I guess. Could be viewed as sketch. And then if you're waving that thing, this car's going 200 miles an hour. What if you drop that? Yeah. I mean, it's certain catastrophe. They should strap it. They should definitely strap that to your wrist. Yeah, like a Wii remote. Like DeChambeau does with that long putter. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? He he locks that thing. So weird. It's so weird watching him not only hit every shot, but even when he putts with both arms, look like they're dead straight. Spieth now, too. He's doing the same thing? Well, he, he doesn't do, like, the locked arms like uh, DeChambeau does, but do you see, like, the way he works his back? Like, flattened. It just doesn't look natural. It looks painful. Is honestly. he making putts? That's all that matters. True. Well, I don't know if he was this week. AJ, you make putts? Yeah, AJ's great at golf. Oh, yeah. yeah He's a sandbagger. Yep. I'm going to get the big tall putter. I want that big old tall putter like I'm an 85-year-old dude. So I found, a, I found a hack. I found a putting what hack. Heck? What? So... You know, I follow a lot of Instagram golf tip accounts. Sure, I have to. Sweet. Because, listen, if I'm going to look at my feed and it's going to be absurd, hopefully it'll at least make me a better golfer. Mm -hmm. That's right. This Irish fella, I think he was Irish. The captions videos are getting watched 10 times more often than the ones that are not captioned. Yep. Yep. I think I heard an accent before I was able to turn the sound all the way down. Sure. Okay? Don't know his name. We'll find it. We'll give proper credit. He told me... Everybody putts with, like, the stripe pointing at the hole. He was like, why don't you try to turn that son bitch sideways and then match up your putter with it and then just roll Oh, through. yeah, that makes I sense. I like that. Mm. So I tried it this morning. How'd it go? Good. Okay, so that might be the move. So I think I'm currently good. I've currently figured it out. What will it be next week? Who knows? We'll see. But whenever <laughs> he said that, I was like, that's been there the whole time. Yeah. That's been there the whole time. Genius. Why didn't? Why have I not? It was though, because even this PXG ball has a little line that kind of would point at the uh, would point at the hole. 
You know, there's like a little one in there. Crosshairs. Oh, yeah. That one has both. That's perfect. Yeah. So I put that thing, and then I just lined up the putter with it, and I was just trying to You're going to make everything. You're going to make every putt. Potentially. I'm I'm going to do it, too. I'm doing that. Yeah, but you don't need to. You make putts already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really line it up anyway, so but that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, but sounds this is me neither. I've never done that either because this one, the straight one, never worked. Ever. Like I never, never. So people would be like lining up. I'd feel like an asshole because I'm taking fucking 45 minutes sure. on the green <laughs> yeah. lining up my ball. And then when I'm putting it, I'm rolling it off the green anyways. So it's like, why am I doing that? But I guess if you want to be good, you, you do have to look where you're putting. They all do the they thing where that. they stand square to the hole. Yeah, that like new three thing. three feet, six feet, nine, like... That's the that's the new popular thing. Yeah, and also I seen them going as if they were putting from mm-hmm. like that's halfway spot, mm-hmm. spot. where you would putt, where yeah. you would putt. All right, let's figure out putting. Here we go. That's the last frontier. And shout out to Cuz. Bob Parsons. Yep. Well, that's PSG. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought PPC Scott. Alex, I think he's got the Irish, the Irish guy. <laughs> he also told me another thing. You know, hitting down on the ball, divot after ball strike. Mm-hmm. So he put this tee in front of the ball, and he was like, try to hammer the top of the tee. What, AJ? It's just Tin Cup. I mean, this is the movie Tin Cup. You are in the trailer with all the little gadgets on it. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. I will take that pool noodle right here because Golf Fix told yep, me. That's, that's right. a smart move. I'll put that thing right here. You know what I mean? Do you think that? Do you like doing that stuff? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like you need to think less in golf. No, I need like two thinkers. Mm-hmm. I need like two oh, things to think about. I like the pocket. putting thing. I like that. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty pumped about it. Can't be any worse than it was last year at Tall Hill. Every single putt in Tall Hill, I've never been. Know. I've never pretty felt well, that man. feeling. Yeah, you hit good. the most, the highest pressure putt on 17 on Saturday. Bingo. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about like pressure feeling. I'm talking about having no idea how you're supposed to hit the ball. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's always times when that. That isn't, pops up. It isn't like a nerve thing. It's just like a, I actually have no clue yeah. where I'm supposed to hit this. How hard I'm supposed to hit this yep. or where I'm supposed to hit it. And if I did know where I was supposed to hit it, I have no clue if I could actually put it there, you know, because yeah. there's no putting practice ever. Even some of the slopes, like looking at them, we didn't even know if it was left to right or right to left. That's going hard left, right, and then well, right yeah. over the book. Goes, yeah. nah, uh, no, it's actually two way. cups the other way. Yeah, we've been in the sand trap if we fucking thank you, lady. <laughs> Jeez, need that quite book. an advantage. Yeah, gonna find that book this year. Also, I've seen players using this thing. Oh, uh, the rangefinders. That's, that's, yeah, that's legal now. Yeah, how long? PJ can. When I was in high school, it wasn't. So it's it's pretty Wait, new. What? A couple Guys years ago, they, yeah, they started letting pros use it a couple years ago. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I Makes thought it was... speed up the game, so you don't have to walk all the paces from all the dumb sprinkler heads and all that. Exactly. You just can't use the slope, right? You just have to. Oh, it's yeah, just straight true, distance. True, true. Is it? Whatever that means. Yeah, Whatever slope means. Because they come with a tournament. That's what it's playing as, you asshole. They come with a tournament mode or slope mode. Yeah, well, if something's straight downhill, like you got a rolling fields there, there's a chance it's 200 yards as a uh, crow flies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But with the hill and gravity and the curvature of the earth, it's actually only 135. That's right. That's the slope. How do we know they're staying on tournament mode the whole entire time? Exactly. There's there's something that could pull out the lens and it like shows a color. I don't fucking know. I do know, but you do know. Yeah, I know because honor, at the time, honorable I, game, at the time I knew sure. that, but I could have changed in the last few years. Yeah, people could have been putting weights in the fish. True. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hey, those guys still still reaping what they sowed, mm-hmm. and what they sowed was weights in the fish, like actual ball bearings into fish. The two fishermen caught cheating in Lake Erie while I trail tournament by inflating the weight of the fish are headed for 10 days in a local slammer.
They also face $2,500 in fines and additional time behind bars if they violate their probation. Uh-oh. $2,500 bucks is nothing in comparison to what they won. They won hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, correct. I would assume they're taking it right on the uh, chin, going right into jail and saying, so what? Yeah, yeah. worth it. Sorry. Sorry. Their boat's got taken away, too, right? Yeah, true. Took the boat. And oh, their really? fishing licenses as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ain't allowed to pull anything out of any water ever no. again. So that's going to hurt their hearts. But they knew what they were signing up for when they were fucking putting fillets yeah. inside of fish. That's right. Actual filleted fish inside of fish to get the weight up a little bit so they could beat Mark, who's been fishing oh. his whole life. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to do a fair and square. Ten days in the slammer for that. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing. They let these guys off very, very easily. Mm-hmm. This isn't even a slap on the wrist. I thought there was a legit chance that they were going to give both these guys the death penalty. So, Ohio. Would have made sense. Can't be doing what they were doing, AJ. You can't. I uh, mean, pretty obvious when you're putting bowling balls in the fish's bellies. Like, you're going to get caught eventually. No, maybe. Long time. They yeah. didn't. You ever, uh, you're right. You're you ever right. watch uh, what? To Catch a uh, How to Catch Predator? a Predator? Predator? Nope. Toxic. Did see that. Chris Mason. That those people existed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still okay. doing it. He's streaming it now. Chevy Somewhere C. else. Smuggler, maybe, <laughs> to catch a smuggler or hmm. something like that. I don't know. These smugglers tell their stories and they reenact them and everything like oh. that. And, uh, like, if they would stop 10 times where they've made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. They all started because they needed money. Mm-hmm. And then they do an international drug smuggle sure. where they either eat it or do something else. Mm-hmm. And then they get back and they get so much money, more money than they've ever gotten in their entire life. They pay off whatever they needed. They live hard. And then all of a sudden when you get back down to zero, it's very easy to be like, boom, need to do this again. If they would have just, most of them, stopped after 10 times, like actually 10 times, would have never got caught. Would have been good to go. It was like the 11th or the 12th time. This is going to be my last time. Mm-hmm. Just like the last 10 were that they were doing and they get caught. These fish people should have just taken the 100 grand that they made. Exactly. Yes. They did too much. They did yep. too much. You got to know when the time is up, you know, whenever you beat them, okay? All these people probably thought about doing it. You decided to actually do it. Mm-hmm. It's been there. Everybody could have done it. You got away with it. And then one parking lot, all you need is some Ohio fuck to go, oh, I actually caught that fish. That, what they were doing. that wasn't how heavy that yeah. fish was. Mm. There we go. There we go. Boom. They cut it open. They find that thing inside of a fucking yep. largemouth bass. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. No, you can't. Pigs get fed. Hogs get slaughtered. The and way- these boys are going to jail. That, Ten days. The weight have a tail on the end of it? Well, this is the inner part of the fish. Yeah, they scaled the yeah. fish. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. That's a good catch. Though. Hey, 10 days in jail sounds like nothing in the grand scheme of life. It's going to feel long in those 10 yeah. days. Oh, it's yeah. Gonna be- yep. Imagine. Those guys, those do they go right away or do they get to wait in two? Like they wait in three months. Would you rather go right away? Like, hey, 10 days, send me right now. Or do you want to, they'll say, hey, you come back in three months and you go serve your 10 days. This is going to sound, I don't want to make the comparison because they're very different feelings. Okay. Very different emotions. Mm -hmm. One joy, one terrible. Sure. Baby came two weeks early. Unexpected, out of nowhere. Your life is different Mm -hmm. right now. Now that we're a couple weeks out of it, I think I'd much rather come out of nowhere. So I think put mm-hmm. me in jail now. Immediately. I think yeah, like, me too. You know what I mean, AJ? Me too. Plus, Absolutely. It gives like the other prisoners less time to find out that you were the cheating fisherman. because They it, know. As soon as you get in there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter when you get in there. Yep. day you get in there, they find out. They know. Uh-huh. You, have you, have hold a, you have to hold boys. a card, right, when you walk in, what your crime is? Yeah, I don't know if that's how they do it. <laughs> but maybe, Something like that. Maybe, yeah. I wonder how many people real... 
in jail, how many prisoners? We'll take actual offense to what they did, though. This fucking guy. So many. Some big-time fishermen will. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Depends on where they're going to jail. Some guy who murdered people but fished on the side. Why don't they yeah. send him to Cabela's jail? You know? They'd be fucked. They just get the shit beat out of them for 10 days in a row. Maybe out in Montana. Where do, I mean, where are they yeah. going to? Where's fishermen? Montana. 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 Good fly fishing out there. Um, yeah. These guys were Louisiana. Deep sea fishing. Anyways, happy. It seems like they won completely in this thing. Yep. Yeah. So we'd like to let everybody know we're with all the other competitors. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. luck, everybody else. Spe- speaking of... So the average of everybody else was uh, what we heard about the pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered, a little bit of a detail here. Everybody else was averaging about 20 pounds. Their fish were 34 pounds. So dominating. Just can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> just can't. It's more. It's 65%. Yeah. <laughs> just, I get it. And go big or, you know, go home. <laughs> what if their actual fish pre-filet and everything would have been like top two fish? Could have been. And then Probably would. They never know. They had to just win by that margin. How about them taking actual fucking fillets out of the store, fish fillets, and shoving it into the fish? That's my favorite part. Ball bearings, mm-hmm. weights, all kind of predictable. Sure. Yep. The actual fillets getting shoved. They'll never know. Yeah, it's just another. Oh, sorry. Did we raise the fish? I don't know. You're telling me the fish corner <laughs> had its own. What? 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 Oh, extra fillet inside? It looks salmon. What's that? It's our fault? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, they must have ate all these weights. Okay. <laughs> Is that my fault? Whoops. I don't know. Like, that's... Clean up the lake. Have them stop eating this stuff. Yeah. Chiefs of Hawks still on a run? I believe I think so. so. A lot of jail talk on he's this He's got to be. I don't know. I you know anything about him? Uh, I believe he's still on the loose, yeah. I don't think... On the lamb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they actively searching? Dog oh, yeah. is. Dog is. Dog heard there was a wolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog almost got that one kid, right? Yeah, One almost. guy out in Idaho? Right. Yeah, oh, maybe. Boy. All right. Dog defense. Dog's a little long in the tooth. The kid in Idaho, I think, a little different. No. Dog went down to Florida. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but that, right. yeah. The kid in Idaho is currently on trial right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, today I think you got it. Thankfully, someone else got him because scary dog wouldn't. Bro, that human exists out there. Like just, just like everything, seeing it, everything about it, just looks. When I see him, like man, this is a scary situation. How about I'm getting pulled over and just being like, oh, sorry, yeah, I had my windshield wipers on or something like that. It's yeah. like, how are you so? What is it's nonchalant? Hey, let's remember those humans are out there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, let's keep yeah, your head down. Head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. That's right. DTA. Especially don't trust a rattlesnake if you're drinking no. beers with Let's go to the fence. Hell yeah. Let's go to Tyler in Ohio. Tyler, what's going on? Power on the Five Energy phone line. one 833 or 1-833-4. Go to 5RNG.com. Use promo code MACFEE to receive 15% off your order of the most delightful and effective energy shot on the market. 15% off. Shout out. Nice. Uh, what do you want to talk about there, Tyler? How's it going, pal? How's it going? Keep it moving. Bingo. Oh, yeah. Bingo. Hey, I just wanted to bring up one thing. You guys were talking about the Big Ten um, Big Ten deal, TV deal. Yeah. How are they going to fit Notre Dame into that? Because mm. they're with NBC. Yeah, Bill's interesting. NB- I-, I think NBC just has the nightly uh, Big Ten games, yeah. and then the Notre Dame schedule is as is. So, like, they'll still be on at noon or 3.30 every Saturday. Oh, so Notre Dame doesn't play at night? No, uh, it's like normally honestly, like 2.30. Yeah, very rarely. I didn't know this. Pete kind of opened <laughs> this. I didn't know that some places schedule, like, the time on purpose because of weather and everything like that. Yeah, that's wild. That's interesting. That's a very interesting thing that I didn't think. That's, like, old school thinking that I didn't really ever think about, AJ. 
it makes sense when you said Happy Valley. Like I know we had trouble getting in there. We had to we had to bus there one year because we couldn't fly in. Places. So we we flew somewhere and then bust all the way in. Kind of a weapon as a home football yeah. team. Yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah, I don't think it helps recruiting players by any means. Oh, oh, because getting there is right. tough. Like, well, we got to do. And it's it. like, yeah, guys are coming in like for real. Like I played in that with the Ohio State people and talked to different coaches. Guys are coming in as high schoolers talking about like. Hey, I want to get into like commercial real estate. I want to do this. I want to do that. So coaches are like facilitating that and having them speak to people when they come in to recruit. Mm. All that stuff. So whenever I went to West Virginia, they asked me what I wanted to do, and I said I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. And they had me. I was the first player ever to that tour that yeah. tour law school. Yeah. <laughs> the head of the law school actually said that. This is the. I don't know. They said. Uh, I think they explained. They don't know how often this happens at other schools. But we know there's no chance you'll be able to be a lawyer if you're also playing football. So, but you said you wanted to come. We just wanted to show you what our check it out. Show you our school. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's very nice school. Had a full had a full uh, stock market room, mm-hmm. full everything. It was very very nice. nice. The guy told me and my parents though like five six different times like you'll never be able to do this if you're also going to be a full time football player. Okay. But we appreciate the, even getting the response or the uh, request or whatever. You didn't do that when you went to Ohio State. We're not here to play school. No, I mean, I definitely toured stuff, but they didn't give me uh, nothing like – it was always like group stuff. And then we had to meet with all of the academic advisors and do all that stuff. Let's go to AJ in Myrtle Beach on the 500 phone line. What's going on, AJ? Shout out. How we doing? Hey, great. How are you? Keep it moving, pal. Doing good. Ty, I wish I would have known you were in Myrtle Beach this, oh, this weekend. I'm sorry for the uh, shit show of the – the weather it was, yeah. but uh, Not your yeah, fault. man, I wish I could have had fault. you and your boy. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could have had you and your boys up at uh, my indoor go kart place. Man, would have been a good time. Come oh. on, indoor rain weather. Had I known, what's the name of the place? Just so we know for next time. Uh, K one speed. K one, that's electric, right? Yes, sir. Okay, we got one of those here in Indianapolis. What's the top speed on those things, pal? Uh, they'll, they'll go over thirty. Okay, hell yeah, I guess. That's not bad. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. Hey, Senior Frog still down there? <laughs> yeah, but I stay away from that place. Smart, smart. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Smart, smart. Have a good one, AJ. AJ, what had you at K1 Speed? Cool. Yeah, I known, you know, but again, you know, I was serving suspension. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't going down there trying to have the time of my life yeah. going to K1 Speed. Oh. You were trying to have the time of your life. So you? what'd you do then yeah. down there? Well, I thought it was going to be a great time. Uh, Played a lot of golf. Got Pissed on with the rain um, pretty much the entire time up, though. Yeah, but you got some sun. I think we see I a little I did get sun. some sun. Yeah. did get a little bit of sun. Yeah, you got a good shade, Dornis. Let's go. Yeah, not bad. And you plus, know? that guy said your buddies. You were just there with a bunch of people you met on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's go to Reed in Youngstown, Ohio. Reed, what's going on? The 500 phone line. Yeah, boys, we'd love to know how you're doing, but we got to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Rain, hail, sleet, snow, shout out, K1 speed. Okay, baby. Yeah, nailed, nailed hey, it. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, shout out, shout out. Okay. It's it's time for Madden football. It's right around the corner. Uh, everybody knows that game's kind of stunk since AJ was a rookie. Uh, one feature that was pretty sweet about it was the Tony Bruno show. Uh, now that you guys are kind of you know selling yourselves out, what do you think the chances are that you would ever do a little radio show, uh, maybe on a maybe on a two K football game yeah. or a Madden? Thank you, Reed, for the question. Good idea. Good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know how those conversations would start or happen. I've heard commentating on those video games is terrible. Uh-huh. It is. I've heard the hours are demanding. Mm. It's a lot of repeating things. And you got to do it in like a room all by yourself. Just like actual hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. 
And then you got to update it like yeah, like, bi-weekly maybe every two weeks. Yeah, that's what Pro, uh, yeah. 2K does, not mm -hmm. Madden. Madden is just one size fits all. You just do it once. Are you sure? Positive, 100%. Is this but Charles Davis? Yeah. Yep. yep. They don't change. But 2K, like WWE 2K, the NBA 2K, they update them. Uh, it might be every week. Oh. I don't know if it's every other. Yeah, people had to live in a city yes. because they yeah. had a deal with mm -hmm. something. I'm like, Whoa. excuse me? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you gotta, we got to do this every two weeks. Yeah, EA Sports sells out. They don't do that. 2K does. It made sense. I'm like, God damn, I appreciate the commitment. I hope everybody that's playing. I don't really play a lot of video games, but I've I hope that people respect that. If we were to get ourselves into a video game as a program, we would certainly think about that. Sure, Absolutely. Yeah, we certainly would. Sell out, sell out. You, sell out. You want us. Look at your face. You want us to do it. Well, I mean, Connor, if, we're already, too, if we're already selling out. No, nah, I don't care. Fuck it. I'd like to make Madden better. It's about time we made Madden better. No, we'd be selling out. To just make it worse. That's Remember, that's fine. what everybody thinks. Well, then we might as well do it. If we're going to sell out, we might as well sell out hard. That's what everybody's saying we did already. Yeah. He he reminded me, he brought up WWE, and it made me think of WWE superstar Stone Cold Steve Austin. I heard a story this weekend. All right. Did you, did you drink in the locker room with WWE superstars Stone Cold Steve Austin and WWE superstar Brock Lesnar? Larry needs a shout-out, too. But and WWE trainer Larry? I'm happy Steve told this story. Mr. Austin. That was sweet. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because we run a we run a vlog of WrestleMania that Foxy put together. Yep. And at the end of the vlog, it is me coming up to the camera, flipping it off, and saying, we did it, man, and then walking away. And Foxy says, after 10,000 beers. Mm -hmm. What we didn't have in there was bottle of whiskey as well. What? Right. So there was 10,000 beers and a bottle of whiskey. And Mr. Austin was talking to TMZ Sports. I believe he was talking to Mojo. Uh, Mojo, who was working there, obviously former WWE superstar and NFL guy. And what took place is Stone Cold Steve Austin, a man I've looked up to for my entire life, obviously, he was the blue-collar hero during the Attitude Era. He was literally my family, my community, my neighborhood in a superhero form. Basically, telling his boss to go fuck himself, what? drinking beer, raising hell. What? Nobody can tell me what to do. You are the authority. Fuck off, pretty much, is what he was. Just blue-collar hero. So getting a chance to like meet him, know him, work with him during WrestleMania, crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then what he did uh, this weekend was absolutely bananas. Here's an interview Stone Cold Steve Austin did that is um, pretty... <laughs> You know, like crazy to think about, AJ. I've lived the dumbest life of all time. This is one of the crazier things that has ever happened. Pat McAfee's sell on your stunner at WrestleMania. Where does that rank all time? I, that's got to be pretty up there. Man, top three. What? Top three. What? And I got to say top three because, I mean, you know, The Rock was number one the way he oversold and Scott Hall yeah. and some of the other guys that took it. But, I mean, the way he, you know, Pat has a natural feel for the business, epic performer, great on the stick, athletically, you know, that, that match he had with uh, Theory was awesome. And then the, the kicker was not only the sell of the stunner, but I don't know if I threw him out of the ring or he ended up out of the ring, but to lay there selling, still guzzling the beer, the <laughs> presence of mind to ad lib and improvise and like this is a moment without even thinking about it. You know, uh, he, he's, uh, I think he's amazing. Uh, he's very entertaining. And as a human being, I like him a whole lot. And here's a, here's an off the record story. Uh, I was, you know, the, the second night that we were, we were at Mania, 
I was just planning on drinking uh, whiskey with my Broken Skull Sessions crew. What? And so we had a bottle all lined up, and we were just going to drink during the show and show respect to the people that were working. Well, Vince called me into his room and said, hey, man, would you come out in the end, stun me, uh, McAfee, and Theory? And I said, sure. So I couldn't drink until after the show. Okay. So the show happens. I go out there, stun all those cats. Brock Lesnar gets done with, with his match, the main event with Roman Reigns. And me and Brock had been wanting to bond together and, and have a few cocktails to begin with. Right. And he goes, hey, man, you got anything? I said, yeah. I said, where are we meeting? He goes, my locker room. So it was myself, Brock Lesnar, uh, Larry, uh, one of the trainers who's Legend. been there forever. You know Larry? Larry. And uh, Pat McAfee. And we took down a fifth. We just passed the bottle around. At first, we were drinking out of little cups. Then it just turned into the bottle. And we, we uh, took down a fifth of Maker's Mark in about an hour, and then we all went our separate ways. And I heard through the grapevine that uh, a couple of those guys woke up with severe, with severe headaches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bonding moment, at, you know, after a big show like that of four guys. And I just met, barely, barely met Pat, but he was already one of the boys because of his football background and how everybody, you know, in WWE has taken to him. And me and Brock's relationship goes back a long way as does Larry. So it was a good time. And that was one of my highlights of WrestleMania, a behind the scenes moment that I shared with you. Man, that was so fucking cool. Yeah. Hey, it was cool hearing him say that. You know what I mean? That was cool to hear. That's my first time. My first time seeing it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I mean, I'm sure he had a great time. Sure. Sounds like it. No, we had a blast in there. It was, uh, there was numerous times I was looking around like, it's awesome. The fuck am I doing? Yeah, this is wild. <laughs> Tell you what, it was good vibes in there though. And Larry, uh, I saw a lot of people tweeting me yesterday. We all wish we were Larry or something like that. It's like, well, I wish I was Larry. Larry's a fucking legend. Larry's been around WWE for like 25, 30 years as a trainer. So he's been on the road. Mm-hmm. He's a West Virginia guy as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice. he is absolute stud. But he's friends with everybody, play cards with everybody, do the whole thing. And uh, obviously, Brock and I have a hilarious friendship. That I think people, there's a photo of us in New York City mm-hmm. that got out, yep, yep. that got out during that whole thing. That is, that is a friendship that I don't think anybody would have ever guessed to happen or expect to happen. But once it did, it's like this is fucking. Aw-. He is, he's one of one. Oh yeah, uh, yes, both of them are. Brock Lesnar's yeah. one of the boys though. Like yeah. he, uh, when he came into the studio and obviously did the interview, that was at the beginning of us kind of getting to know each other or whatever. He's a great time. Brock Brock has always been very, very good to me. And Brock has to live a vastly different life because of how, like, recognizable he is. Mm-hmm. He is – he's Brock Lesnar. So, like, him re- – you see just, like – that's the biggest white I've ever seen. Yeah. He is so broad. He's just, like, as wide as every door, mm-hmm. tall, mm-hmm. always has, like, cowboy hat on, too. But- so, anywhere he goes, it's immediately, like – if you don't know who it is, you're immediately saying, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then you're finding out. So, like, I think he, you know, doesn't let a lot of people into his world mm-hmm. because of said thing. So getting a chance to become friends with Brock Lesnar has been a legendary thing that I'm very thankful for. And he is a hilarious human being. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious human being. And then all of a sudden, because I got a text from Brock. It was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, I got to fly back. We got the show tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, come through my locker room or whatever. So I go into his locker room, and Steve and Brock are sitting there, and there's like 50 beers in the cooler right. in the middle there, all Steve Weiser's beer there. And I come in, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I go to Steve, I'm like, man, you stunned me, you son of a bitch, you know, rattlesnake. <laughs> and they go, have a beer or whatever. So we like, I have one beer, 
And then we start talking about it all. And as I'm drinking it, I'm like, this is hilariously absurd. And then Larry comes in. I think he's the one who brought the bottle. I think he had the bottle from the whole thing. Beast. And then all of a sudden, it just like, it just started going. Yeah, I guess this is what we're doing. It just started going. And it was. Got to finish it once you start it, right? Awesome, yeah. dude. It was incredible. <laughs> and I didn't want to say anything to anybody ever. I didn't want to be the one that was like, yeah, I got boozed up. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brian Lesnar. In the middle of a Dallas Cowboy locker room, too, because we were at the Cowboy Stadium. So the locker room that Brock got was one of these monster locker mm -hmm. rooms. Yeah. Music playing, obviously, in the back. It was it was awesome. And uh, I'm eternally grateful for this dumbass life that I get to live. And I appreciate the fact that the GOAT, you know, Steve, mm -hmm. gives me a little bit of a how you doing. And I'm very lucky that I can... Uh, Hopefully, have a moment that'll live on forever in both their minds as a super positive one. Absolutely, yeah. I think it was uh, it was a good time, AJ. It was a good time. I'd, I'd say that's a good positive story you could you could hang on to. Everyone involved, yeah. that had to be yeah, yeah. Especially I'd the fact say. that it was in Dallas uh, too. Like yeah, cool. uh, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking it was. <laughs> Connor's over there thinking, yeah, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> so we're done. Yeah, Jenny's over there like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll do. <laughs> Anyways, I'm thankful. Um, uh, that was cool to listen, to hear. I heard that first time today, AJ. I heard that first time today. Oh. I guess it was from this weekend. That was a crazy moment. Happy we brought it up. Excited yeah. uh, to acknowledge it. And then we move on to a massive day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We got Von Mueller on. Here yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. We got... Uh, <laughs> rap League meetings. Rap Sheet. Who, remember, let's enjoy it while yeah, we got it. While uh, last. Good point. Right. Maybe. Yeah, because he was... He said he was happy Friday. He wasn't. No. Well, he's drunk in the back of a car that is sitting in a child seat that his wife is driving. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but that other couple. They're break this. With Benny, I'm starting to think Benny. that we... I don't think he drinks as much as we think he does. I really? think you're wrong. <laughs> I think he When he was here, I think it probably only takes like one, maybe two drinks. Okay, you're saying it would be impossible for him to drink oh. as much as we say he drinks. Because if that was the case with his stature, he would be such a... Gone drunk, he would not be able to operate exactly. in the fashion that he does. Yeah, exactly. you have to remember he used to look like Big Ben when he was rolling crew. Yep, so true. He has, he has drink. That's his roots. Yeah, he was on Anjou. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet shades, too. So sick. Days of the week, yes, but an amount of alcohol. Right. Oh, you're saying like his frequency, but just not the volume. Yeah. yeah. You're saying he might have one drink a night. Right. Why do they wear singlets? Because you want to show unity. Yeah. And aerodynamics. And they said Got it makes their ball sacks look good. That's I mean, old buddy three from the back. Does Ian just punking this dude? Look at Ian's arms compared to the guy three back. So three back from the front or three? One, two, three. Third guy. at the shades. Pete Davidson looking guy. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Got it. Second guy looks like Maddow a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 There's a Maddow. Could about be. the fourth guy? Could be Maddow. Fourth guy. Maddow a little pissed off Bill or? I think oh, 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 five. Oh, I missed that. Oh, I missed five and six. This team was nothing to fuck with, bro. No, 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 no. no. Is that yeah. Matt Damon? Fourth guy is Matt Damon. Is Ian 30 years older than everyone on his team? Well, he's definitely on more Aju than everybody. Yeah. Is there somebody in the front going, ho? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ho! Right, right there. Ian. Ian's got a Rolex on. Yeah. Well, I gotta keep no. the time. The South Mariner, yeah, you have to. Yeah, team captain wears it. Let's go to Tyler in Illinois on the 500 phone line to wrap up this glorious Monday. What's going on, Tyler? Hey, boys, how we doing? Dude, love, love, it. It. love it, Tyler. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Boom. Man, people struggle with that one. It's hilarious. Not you, though. Uh, Shit. Hell no. No, no, no. Um, oh, you, hey, oh, you, Tyler. Pro, pro, Tyler. Tyler, special on his last call this Monday. Come on, Monday. Tyler. Come on now, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hey. Hell 
right. Congrats. First off, on everything, you guys are sweet. I'm ride or die. You're sweet. No matter what platform, okay, whatever yeah. you guys do. Thank you. We appreciate it. What if we sell out? Though? Hell yeah, brother. No, hey, hey, I'm selling out with you. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Oh my God, sell out. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. What's going what on, Ty? Uh, question I, I've wondered for a while. You guys are talking about, you said the Saints had some dogs the other day. and uh, A while ago, they signed Jamal Williams from Detroit. And I thought it was a big deal. I was all excited about adding the backfield, but I didn't hear anything from uh, Foxy or anybody you, about you guys it. So seen I just it like, throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Thank you for the call, Tyler. Yeah, I was pretty excited about it. And then uh, you guys didn't. You guys, you guys haven't even mentioned. It. I think it's because Kamara. Yeah, yeah. So since Kamara's on a team and he's a running back, we just immediately, I think. Assume that it's going to go through him. But Jamal was a touchdown scoring machine. Yeah, yeah. scored a lot of touchdowns. I think he had over 17. a thousand yards. He's a great player, great locker room guy, apparently. So yeah, he was a good player for the Lions. We're going to miss him. Him and Eckler were like guaranteed touchdowns pretty much every single week. That's yep. great news for the Saints. Yeah, awesome. They also drafted the kid from TCU, I believe, Kendra Miller, yep. the running back. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a three horse backfield. What are they thinking down there? Kendra is also a touchdown machine. Yeah, he's a touchdown machine too. Put them all in at the same time. Well, then Taysom Hill, he's kind of he can play running back. That's right. So maybe just don't even use Derek Carr. Not a bad play. Yeah, is that what they're thinking? Possibly. What if Derek's running all over the place next year? Oh, that'd be sweet. He's got wheels. I don't know what Taysom was listed as last year, but he's definitely going to be listed as a tight end this year, just in case uh, he has to come in and be the fourth quarterback or something along those. That is a little uh, nuance that we'll talk to Rap Sheet hopefully tomorrow about. The new rule passing that you can have a third designated player on the active roster on Sundays. He's not allowed to play anything else, and mm-hmm. he does not count as another spot that you can take away from offensive line, defensive line, or anywhere else. That's big news, and that comes from the NFC Championship, having what happened to the San Francisco 49ers quarterback room happening. Uh, there's also a rule passing about Thursday night football being able to be flexed twice between weeks 13 through 17, and they have to have a 28-day notice if you're going to get flexed. That's great news for everybody. Yeah, players, hell yeah. players are going to hate it. And then they're voting tomorrow on the most bullshit rule of all time that they need not pass. Can't yep. do that. It's Mickey Mass. Oh. You can't say that. Oh, jeez. Unless you mean anymore. unless you mean it's a really good thing. Yeah, then what should you say? I don't know. That's I did Bush League today a couple times. It's Nickelodeon. Yeah. There it is. It, yeah. It's fucking Nickelodeon. Who owns Nickelodeon though? Pure popping. Marks, CBS. I think it's CBS, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. CBS. Viacom. Fucking Poppycock. Poppycock's good. Who owns everything? Same people. Finally. Viacom owns a AJ, bunch of stuff. AJ's yeah. buddy. Who? Bill Gates. That? My, that's, all, that's all farmland. And more, and more stuff yeah. came out about that. I'm surprised AJ didn't bring that up. Yeah. All right. That's your that's your angle, Conman. That's not me. You're the one that always says it. Is this something I need to know? Or are you guys making I think shit up? No nope. party news. There are there was some other things. Definitely don't need to know right now. Oh, you guys are making stuff up. No, no, no. 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 Really? Oh, yeah. Couple yeah. couple tweets this weekend. I mean, I don't know if it's like pool party island stuff. It's not. It's not shocking. No, it's not. But definitely, uh, people are shedding more light on it. Whoa! They're making yeah. the rounds. Really likes to play bridge. Yeah. Yes, he does. Like shuttlecock. Seems like a fun game. No, that's badminton, Tony. Okay. I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Yeah. Yep, you should. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's make this, huh? Yeah. yeah. What do we say? Come on. Come on. How, what are we doing? Merches? 15 people get Microsoft computers for okay. Bill. Do they make those still? Does Microsoft still make computers? I yeah. hope not. I don't. Yeah. Because of the story you heard? Well, who makes PCs? Who's, who's using computers? What? 
Phil, you remember Phil's terrible computer that he had to use? Oh, yeah. Or chose to use? Mm -hmm. The Dell? I guess part of his work day is telling him this this shit don't work anymore. So you're going to need to update. Mm. It's awesome. CFO Phil is operating the first ever computer. Yeah. Currently to this day. Oh, Microsoft Surface would be the thing we give. Oh, uh, uh, there it is. Of course. Yeah. We're not going to do that. The merches. Nope. nope. How about a couple of merches? Ten, Mer- ten merches. Ten merches. Ten merches. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Merch Monday. Oh, no. Oh, it is Merch Monday, isn't it? Yeah, Merch Monday. That one, that one looked good. No, it didn't feel good, though. I've been doing a lot of upper body, AJ, trying to get jocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to stop eating as much, though. You know what I mean? It's the balance. By the time fall comes around and we're on every TV and every airport, I'm trying not to be a big, fat stooge. Exactly. But I think I'm staring it down, AJ. I think I'm staring it down. Especially you feel, with this though? baby. Don't, huh? Don't you feel good, though? Don't you feel good? You feel jocked? Uh... Arms feel jocked, but I feel very large, though. I mean, every time I put something on, it's, like, very uncomfortable. So it's like... I uh, think you look good. Well, thank you, AJ. That means a lot. I look like a big, fat stooge right now. Uh, the only reason why I know that, during the release video of the ESPN thing, did you see it, it cut away to f- former versions of me in the same exact video? And you did that. I was like, oh, I'm 30 pounds lighter right there. Jesus well, Christ. No, you're- How come nobody's giving me a heads up about what happened to the face there? You know what I mean? Just got to get healthier. I don't know. Got to get healthier. I think you might be, you may be a little overly critical of yourself. Yeah, so. No, I got to get healthier, though. I got to live better. I got to live longer. I got a baby now. Exactly. I got to live. You that's know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get it. I used to be like, fuck it. Right. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> that I'll do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get going. Yep. Bottom beam. Yeah. Wow. Come on. Nip Ten merches. Clean. On this beautiful Monday, we can't thank you enough oh, for yeah. joining us. All you got to do is retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put the uh, – nope, we'll reach out to you if you want. Yep. <laughs> Have an incredible Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. AJ, great work today, AJ. Great, great work, Talks the Table. Oh, Tie back for suspension. Great work, today. Oh, Hammer. Dad is in 15 minutes. Ten. Ten minutes. Hey, good hey. work in the back there. Hey. Nice job, boys. Let it go. All right, everybody else, thank you all so much. Goodbye.